BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Friday. Good Friday. In fact, what's up, everybody? Thanks for hanging out with us. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Whatever you celebrate, have a great weekend. Uh, however you celebrate, uh, that's Derek, that's Barrett, I'm Rob. What's up, guys? How we doing? Good, man. You know, what's every the deal? Friday what's is, the deal? Every Friday is a good Friday, but this is a good, good Friday. It's a good, good Friday. Yeah, I like it. Good, 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 good squared. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We love it, man. So, yeah, Friday, uh, we got a Phillies home opener uh the, the we, weather gods actually cooperated yesterday but it didn't happen uh <laughs> for whatever reason and by the way let me say yeah, hi tyler hi chris hi forest uh hi duck hi television man what's up anthony uh what's up dank what's up robert what's up jeremy what's up griffin what's up Sweenball? I, I think i got everybody so far so morning. hi everybody how we doing good right, yeah you just got everybody yep um, and pr- pretty mimi hi pretty mimi Hi, pretty Barrett. Hi, pretty Derek. Pretty you know wrong. what? You almost made me blush for a minute. I almost tone. Blushed. Oh boy, that's a tough name. But let me see if I can pronounce. Uh, you guys, you guys, give me help on this one. Which one? Oh, 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 wow! How about Bahia. we call you B A C? B A C. Bahia. 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 Yes. Carn. There you go. Bahia. Yes. My apologies. Yes. I see little tone. Looks like strong too. Strong. There you go. Coming strong. in. Brooks. Wouldn't you say, Brooks? Strong. <laughs> Bahia, yeah, strong. You're going to get Rob going right out of the gate, man. <laughs> I'm trying, now I'm looking ahead to our birthdays to see if there's any strong in our birthdays. <laughs> Not really. No. You know what? Since Maggie is off all next week, I'm assuming with Easter break, 
this week. Oh, man. Huh? Next, what about next week? Uh, maybe Monday. I don't know. Because a, a lot of people, a lot of kids, a lot of schools are off. Like my, like my grandson's school, he's off today and all of next week. Oh, okay. So yeah. they were off this They had their spring break this week. Oh, they already had. I was going to say because, um, oh, that's Forest Hill is trying to give us a pronunciation here. But yeah, oh. I was going to say if Maggie's off, we could really have some fun with uh, Rob Barrett next week and try to get him in trouble. So if you got, here's what we could do. Here, seriously, here's what we could do. Um, oh, hey. If if Body you guys head. want to put together Body a strong head. or okay. not strong list, we will do. Oh, here, here, here we go. Ba he yay. That's very unique. That's a beautiful name. Wow. Bahie yay. Where, 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 where are you from? Where are you from? Because we always name. ask. You know, it's Good Friday. Everybody, let us know where you're checking in from again. We yeah, do it like yeah, once a check-ins. month. Or we haven't done a check in yeah. in a minute. Yeah, so, so where, you, where are you watching us from? Yeah, we haven't done that in a while, man. So yeah. Ah, um, yeah. Yep. I like that's it. A, uh, that's a beautiful name. Um, you, if you had put a million dollars in front of me and said, if you get one chance and one chance only to pronounce this correctly, I know I would have butchered it. I wouldn't have got close to that million dollars. You only get one shot. Bro, Do not miss you know, your chance I would have had a snowball's chance. A no. snowball's no. chance no. in hell. You know me, bro. You yeah. know, you guys have worked with me for a long time. You know, I, I'm there. I'm not that dude when it comes to mentioning names, bro. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll do, we'll do a strong, not strong. Uh, Tom's checking in from Ireland. How about that? Yeah. Good work, Tom. By Tam, EA, Tam, where are you Tam, checking Tam, in Tam, from? Sorry, I said Tom. Tam, Tam. Tam. Yeah, Tam. Bad, Tam. Yep. If, if I'm not mistaken, the first time we noticed Tam, he was watching or listening to us while he was driving a bus, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right. We got, we got, we got it so with where, South Jersey, Hatfield. Oh, uh, it's checking it from North Carolina. It's North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, beautiful, man. Send us some of that North Carolina barbecue with the vinegar vinegar barbecue sauce. Southeast Kansas for Forest. I love it, man. I love it. Beautiful. See, I love this stuff, man. I like Dax Thanks already. Dak's already firing off the edge rushers, man. I love it. Uh, he's already come out firing. <laughs> Marcus is in Paris, Bro. Texas. That's, That's what they're going to pick up, you guys, right there. We know where our girl's from, Maui. Maui. Yep. She's not in Portugal yet? She, I think she's making her move soon. I, that's what I see in the chats, I think. Fitness um, Rebel, we won't mention you anyways. Of course, we, we we well, anyways. of course, I was getting to her next. What's up, Fitness Rebel? How you doing? Uh, Mr. Taz is in Phoenix, and then he comes back to Philly, uh, coming back. Well, I don't know. I, I, I Forest Hill, like southeast, where is it? What, what part? Yeah, I was going to ask you because Bears were there. Yeah, right. yeah. I was in Manhattan. Like, they put a cornfield, a cornfield in the middle of, of – they put a university in the middle of a cornfield, bro. That's where Kansas State is. Like, uh, your dog can run away, and you can still see him, like, 20 miles away. You see the, <laughs> see the tail wagon. That's how yeah. flat it is in Kansas, yeah. bro. I hear you, man. I hear you. It is not. Barrett was in one of those, all day. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Barrett was in one of those towns in Kansas where you go outside, and, and you see things, like, from that movie, I see people. Yeah. Yeah. For real, though. <laughs> yeah. For real, though. No. Not like getting up in the morning, dog, and it's 100 degrees outside, flat, no wind. Just sun, he's on you. Good, and no distractions I, for you, Brooksy. But you, all you can smell is manure because it's an agriculture school. Oh, oh see, man. I had to deal with that. Uh, Alabama a school, a school in California, dude. Cow, cow poop, bacon at 110 degrees. <laughs> the whole, the whole town is like, cow, oh, man, what is this? Cow, sheep. Pigs. I mean, it's an agriculture school, so you know they had all kind of stuff baking over there. It was, it was the. I'll tell you what, though, I saw. I was six foot three and a half at the time, and I saw literally a cow that I was looking at eye to eye. I'm oh, looking at eye to eye. Whoa! Come on, I'm looking at eye to eye, dude. I'm out of that. The hump. Yeah. 
the hump was like a foot higher. That's not okay. a cow. That's a Brahma bull. Yeah, that's get out of Dodge. It's an agriculture school, so you know they're messing with that gene therapy and all that yeah. stuff, bro. That, that's you know, a Brahma bull. Longhorns, and it was it was literally the top of the hump was probably seven foot high, bro. I this I, thing was glowing. Yes. It looked like it was on steroids. Was it like a grayish it white? It was crazy. Color? I'm looking at it like. Was it like a grayish white? Yeah, color? it was. See, because my brother-in-law yeah, had a yeah. Brahma bull on his on his. Uh, they bought this land. The family bought this land up in the mountains in California, where they would just go on weekends to get away from the heat. So, in part of the farm, they had they had cows, and they had one Brahma bull with the cow. You know, and this Brahma bull looked at you like it was crazy, man. I took my brother. I told you, my brother-in-law told me, "Hey, man, put your hand through the fence and try to pet pet the Brahma bull." <laughs> no, no. Well, but me being me, well, no. me being me, I did it because when they put the feed in the troughs. The cows would come running down from the far pasture. They knew it was time to eat. The Brahma bull was always last. And when the Brahma bull came up, he would push the other cows aside to, to get where he wanted. You know, so I was like, I, I was an arm length from touching them because all it is is wired link fences with a little, uh, you know, little uh, sharp spokes in them. So my brother-in-law said, um, yeah, try, pet, pet the Brahma bull. Just see if you can pet him. I'm like, well, he can't get me from here. You know, he had horns. So I put my hand through the fence and I was about to pet him. He's raised his head up. And I mean, this this bull didn't blink. And he backed up about two feet and just stood there and looked at me like, you really can't be this stupid, are you? And I'm like, I backed up in a hurry because Brahma, but Bear's right. The hump on a full-grown Brahma bull is over six. From, from his feet to that hump is over six feet, at Man, least. Bro, it was ridiculous. This, this cow was glowing. You could tell that it was... Um... Genetically, it up a you know, bit, put yeah. together, uh, bro. It was crazy, man. You know, I can't believe I went to Kansas State to this day. I don't know how that got. I got to Kansas State. You guys had vastly different college experience. I, I was dodging like I, I, I ever tell you the one time. So I, I went to Temple. So I park, <laughs> I park on this little side street, which probably wasn't the best idea in the world. Anyway, so I, I park, and as I'm walking, I see like a rock, like just missed my head i'm like what the heck? i turn around they're throwing rocks out of out of an apartment at us what? as we're what? walking to class <laughs> it used to it's, it was not an uncommon oh. uh, occurrence <laughs> bro you were you were that's right you was oh. you were at temple the war zone man yeah. i remember it used to be club mcdonald's down there at temple mm -hmm. club yeah. mcdonald you go down to, you go down to mcdonald's you know, right there by temple yep bro it would be packed motorcycles yeah, race cars, on. all that stuff, man. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. back I, then I there, was, that, man. there was a lot more homeless around. So you were like dodging homeless to get to class. It was it was a little different than farms and pastures. <laughs> I, I used to hang out out there, man. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. it was cool. say, I let Tone say Club Mickey D's. You're right, bro. Club yeah, Club Mickey, Mickey D's. D's man. That's exactly right. It was it was it was off the chain, man. I used to go down there. You know, of course, you know, I'm drafted at the time, and you know, I, I'm just down there just kicking. I'm like, yeah, you were living oh, large I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, why am I kicking it at a McDonald's? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why am I having fun at McDonald's? I'm a grown man. What am I doing down here? Hey, man. Then I left. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Well, look, we, we it's a it's a busy day. We have and this is gonna be interesting. I think it's the first time we've had him on our show. We have Andrew Brandt. Andrew Brandt's a really interesting guy, uh, on a lot of levels. So he is a he was a longtime front office member of the Green Bay Packers and the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm -hmm. Um he was the guy when they when they drafted Aaron Rodgers, who who crafted his contract, the original one. So he he and he, he to this day he's the executive director at the Morad Center at Villanova Law. So th this guy's a a big time. Wow. He knows contracts in and out. 
So we're going to talk to him about Jalen Hurts deal, what he thinks he's going to get, how much guaranteed money, how much the Deshaun Watson thing set the NFL back and what happens with Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers for that matter. You know, if, if you're, they're going to be able to get that thing done. So I think it's perfect timing for him considering, uh, you know, we're 20 days away from the draft that that's, you know, means anything in terms of getting a deal done for the Eagles, but that's going to be interesting what Andrew has to say. Cause he's, he's lived these battles, man, for sure. Well, man, it's this, we're, we're, we're getting close, man, to that time, man. You know, that you start thinking like, all right, we're getting close to the camp, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. what's going on? You know what I'm saying? They'll start OTAs in a minute. Yes. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I would have thought this would have happened already. I was thinking it would have happened already. He would have signed his deal. So I'm interested to say what Andrew has to, you know, I'm interested to see what he has to say. Seriously. Yeah, me, me too, you know, for sure. Here's what I think I know about Jalen Hurts, even though I don't know him. This will not be a public spectacle. It would not be any holding outs or making no. any waves. He will go about his business. Um, he will deflect all questions about this to his representation. And it will be quietly done. And and we'll find out when it's done. Um, unlike a lot of players in this position to start making public waves through social media and start deleting team logos, man, you know, just no. stuff like that. You're not going to see any of this stuff. No, you got a grown yeah. man. In, you got a grown no, man at 24 no. years old. Yeah. Yep. It's not going to be Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray taking down Arizona's, um, you know, logo from his Instagram and all this stuff. And, you know, you don't have to worry about putting certain clauses in Jalen's contract about watching film and study habits and stuff like that. This dude nope. is a consummate pro, man. I, I think he's like he's like a, he's like a, a grown man, like like a 40 year old man in a 24 year old body. Yes. You know, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great way to put yeah. it. I, I agree. Well, like, and, and I guarantee you, if anybody on his team did leak something out, they wouldn't be working for for Jalen Hurts any longer. No. Yeah. That, that oh, no question that about much. that. No question. You know, he, he takes care of business, man, and and that and that's why he is a franchise quarterback, and we think of him and how and, and and you know he has the highest of regards from everybody in the organization, coaching staff, front office, players, and the city. You know, because. He, how he conducts his business. He makes sure that he crosses his T's, dots his I's. He goes to work. He's the first one in, last one to leave. You don't have to worry about Jalen not being there because you say, where's Jalen at? You know exactly where he's going to be at. I mean, he takes full advantage of, you know, the opportunities that he has. He understands that they can stay at the – if he could, I think he would live there because he has everything he needs there. A a full-time chef is there. He get the best food, you know – in, in Philadelphia, um, all the tape and film he wants to watch is right there. He can go condition, work out, and do all that stuff. I mean, they got a game room down there. I Man, it's, it's, it's you really don't have to leave the facility if you want to. And that's the good thing about the way that the NFL is these days. When I first got to leave, nobody was trying to stay in the vet. I'm sorry, the vet had wildcats, had 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 rats in it. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we would have we would barely have food for lunch. I remember one time we had. Mashed potatoes, green beans, and no meat. We had no protein. Oh, come bro. on, man. No protein, bro. We're supposed to go out and we got practice in an hour. No protein, bro. No protein. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It's no wonder all the guys used to go to cheerleaders, man, and have a good steak before practice, bro. That's right. It was that, and that's the only reason they were there. It's your is, that, is that story true? It was strictly for the food and the, and the, and the, and the buffet. Honestly, is that true? Goodness? Cheerleaders had good steaks? Is that true? 
Yeah, yeah, they do have good steaks. Besides they entertainment, did, they have steaks. I heard yeah. they have good steaks. Good, I heard yeah, that. We, we steakhouse. I heard yeah. steakhouse. You know, Bear, Bear clarified that real quick. Uh, I heard that. That's yeah, what I heard. That's what his people Trish, told him. Trish, I yeah. heard that. That's, that's, that's what his sources, yeah. his sources you know, told him. That, that What they tell that. me, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yes. What Charlie Garner and Ricky Waters said. <laughs> oh, you man. You just <laughs> Boy, he, he went Nino Brown. I'm Jeez. taking everybody down. Um, yeah, hey. so we'll talk, to, we'll talk to Andrew coming up in a couple of minutes. The uh, The Sixers – Sixers played last night. I, I did they? I, well, you could call it that. They, they there was a game that was played. They were, yeah, they were they were on the court, right? They were kind of on the court, uh, in spirit, maybe. Um, yes. Uh, Robert, oh, what here, am I here gonna we do go. with myself, she's, man? She's already she's jumping. There we in. go. Don't eat steak with Rob. Why? Why, Maggie? We have to know why. <laughs> you can't just put that out there and not tell. Don't tell me he puts ketchup on steak. I don't do that. She here. I know what she's gonna say. Oh, uh, She's going to say, even if it's a filet, I cut yeah. it up too much, and I, I don't eat all of it. Do you, do you cut it up in, like, little kid bites? You yeah. know he does. Yeah. You know he does. Yeah. And, Bro, I like and then it, he I, separates everything, too. Like, I they, do. They can't touch. They can't touch now. Has yeah. there ever been case studies done on you? Here it is. Where he cuts he cuts off all the ends and wants it extra extra well. Yeah. Uh, yes. What do you mean extra well? I don't, I don't like any pink. Raw, I like it like leather. Dude. I like leather. Yeah, it's dry, dude. It's dry. That's not a steak. That's jerky. Are you serious? You I, a good steak is wasted on me. I'll be hold the first on, one to tell you that. It is. John you ain't never getting steak in my man. house. You ain't Look, never. John yeah. Dickerson is on fire, man. I did. I could. I could <laughs> eat it with a toothpick. Did you? No. Did you? Did you see what John Dickerson wrote earlier? He said Barrett said, you know, he's talking to uh, who? What were you talking about? Uh, the, the club. Chili. Cheerleader, you were saying Bear said they had a good butt roast. <laughs> I'm sure they did. <laughs> well, for all of you on the stream don't know, Cheerleaders, Cheerleaders is Gentleman's Club about two minutes down the road from um, the right road. near the stadium the complex. Stadium. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, yeah. they're, uh, real, when they say real estate is everything, that, that's right on with that one. The only reason I know that it's there because it used to be right across the street from White Castles. That's why I knew it was there. That's the only I would reason. go to White Castle yeah. right across. Am I lying? What? what? It's a Dunkin' Donuts now, but it was White correct. Castles. Correct. You right know there, what? Right there. Right across you, the street from there. Mm-hmm. You're correct. right. I, I never even thought. I, it, to me, it's always been Dunkin' Donuts. Yep. See? Beer, now, see, you thought I was going to Cheerleaders. No, I was going to the White oh, Castle right across you, the street. Oh, you were going to Cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. No, I wasn't. I know. Never been there. Yes. Uh, no, I've been across I, the street from go, it at the White Castles. I don't go to those places, bro. Ain't no good in there. I don't need to be up in there. Well, that's the reason why they don't go. It's no good. Yeah. (laughs) Dang. Mr. Taz, cheerleaders had a great skirt state, D gun. Skirt state. (laughs) Yep. Rob, 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 Rob. Hold up, Rob. 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 I thought we were were moving on. No, man. No, Rob. That dude, that's a sin, man. You can't do that to a state, man. I know. I got listen. You're better off just giving me the, the kids' meal, and I'll have my burger and French fries. And I'm not worthy of this. Like when someone, like I don't, I don't drink wine either. But if someone gave right. me some well-aged wine, it's totally yeah. wasted on me. Just right. give me. Well, same here. I don't drink wine, so I've been to bars with Rob, and if it's not a beer, he's just not drinking it. Man. I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I'm not wine. You know, these people that like to put the wine in the goblet and swish it around oh, and then put some in their okay. mouth yeah. and then swish it in their mouth to get the flavor. Oh, yes, you can tell this is a vintage. I'm like, man, you know what? It like, tastes like ripple, man. I yeah, don't know. Bro, my grandfather lived until my grandfather on my pop's side. He lived 
ripe old age, was old, 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 old man, almost like 100 years old. And he used to drink a shot every night before he went to bed. Now, I'm not saying I have adapted that and I won't adapt that. Wow. But I mean, he lived to a ripe old age. So, Rob, you should live forever because. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. See, there's a method. There's a method to all this, I swear. Uh, I'm telling you, man. I, bro, it was just. I knew it was a special day when I used to come in it'd be four o'clock in the morning. I used to come in with Rob and he'd be eating his Cheerios, but then he'll take out the another bag. Yep. And it'd be the donuts. Yeah. The little donuts. Mini, and mini he tells us, Oh, we're about to have a great day today. Oh, yeah. The mini we have a great day donuts, today. He man. brought out the, the donuts. Yeah. It's my move. <laughs> with a water. With a water. Dude. Yeah. That's so gross. I know. It, it is. It's disgusting. Dude, I, I'm not I'm not a, I'm not human. I mean, it's just let's face it. <laughs> I know, bro. But I'm telling you, man, it was it was it was amazing, man. Is the first step recognizing your problem? I recognize my problem. Right, I, right, I, right. Well, see, look at the D gun though. D gun wasn't much better. What are you let talking me about? Let me tell you what D gun used to do. Let me tell you what D gun used to do. Oh, well, well, let me let me. Let Trish me. would Trish. No, see, Trish would. She would make all these cookies. And uh, she knew see, I like these cookies. See, cookies with the this is with the fake uh, news with the um. Melted no, it wasn't fake. With the Hershey square. kiss, the Hershey, oh, kiss, the Hershey in the middle kiss in the middle. Oh, Derek would eat most of them or keep some in his car and eat most of them before he got to work, knowing that I wanted some. Right, right or wrong, Derek. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Let there me. Exactly. No, look, look, yes, okay. I would ask Just you didn't, I, I, I called. I said, Trish, you didn't. You didn't have the peanut butter cookies with the kiss in the middle, Derek. Derek, let but, me but, let me explain but, something. Uh, we were driving in a car; I couldn't help it. I mean, it had, let, it had the truck smelling so good. From my from my front door to the front door of the Wells Fargo Center <laughs> no, he's is, blame the commute. is forty three miles. Oh my god! My wife would give me these fresh baked cookies. And I'm gonna tell you something: you pick one up, they just fall out of your hand. They're so oh. light. They're not like store bought cookies. You bite them, they're brittle. These cookies I saw, they're smelling up my car. You know, and I don't usually eat in the mornings or late mornings. I don't eat. What am I supposed to do driving 45 minutes to an office? What am, oh, dude, the temptation is, you know, the, the the flesh is weak. What can I tell you? <laughs> See, you know the what flesh the flesh is weak. That's tough. So, you know what else is hard? If you go to like, and, and it's obviously Bravo Pizza of Habertown, but you go to your favorite pizza place, okay? And you're starved and you take them one home and it's sitting right there. You know, riding shotgun in the passenger mm-hmm. side, and you're smelling that bad boy. It's hard not to pull a piece out and, and throw one down while you're driving back home. That's that's hard. It's tough, it man. There's discipline I, I, involved there. I I used to do that occasionally, like because I take a piece out. But here's what I learned: as soon as you open that box, the oh, pizza gets cool, and I want the pizza warm when it gets yeah. home. Yeah, I don't like cold pizza. I'm not a cold pizza person, and very seldom, depending on who man. the pizza is. I don't. What you don't? Yeah, you're not. You don't like pizza. I don't do it. See that? That's, like I, that's hard to believe for me. I know. I believe you're saying it, but I can't believe you don't like pizza. That's crazy. Oh, well, you eat White Castle and not like pizza? How's that possible? That's just going silent. I don't know. Everybody, all right? Barrett, you there? Hello? Barrett, you okay? Hello, Barrett. Did we lose Barrett? He's playing, man. He's playing with us. I don't know what's going on. I don't either. Barrett, can you hear us? All right. Okay. I don't know what's happening. Tone, why don't you take Barrett offline and see what's going on? 
see if he's okay. Yeah, let's 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 uh, if you got me there, Tone, let's uh, let's get Barrett straightened out. All right, there you go. Uh, I don't know what happened there, Gunner. <laughs> that was weird. I thought he was playing at first. Hopefully, he's okay. Uh, so yeah, we'll 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 see what's going on. Um, but yeah, so we uh, we got we got a bunch of other things, Derek. I, you and I were texting each other last night. Yes. I can't figure out the minutes for Embiid, and and we'll get into this heavy later. But like, yes. he he gave Embiid had thirty minutes, and Harden had twenty eight last night in a, in a really pretty meaningless game. Like, and they may have played more had it not been a blown out, a blowout. Like, if they were in the game in the second half or fourth quarter, they might have played more. Why are they in that game beyond the first quarter? Why? The game means nothing in the standings. Nothing. I don't know. Why are they in there? I don't get it, dude. Or if you just wanted to give them, like, I don't know, 10 minutes in the first quarter, uh, eight minutes in the first quarter, eight minutes in the third, all right, and we're calling it a night or something like that. I I don't know. It was just, it was strange to me. Uh, Like, like Milwaukee just played Chicago the other night. Giannis set, other players set. Milwaukee plays tomorrow night. Six, six or seven players are sitting out the entire game. Right. Why are you playing these guys, dude? I don't know. What are you doing? Like, I know he's not tra- – Embiid's not traveling tonight to the to Atlanta. The, I, I can't imagine Harden plays. There's no shot Harden plays in that game either. I would sit Maxi if there's a, if the neck's bothering him, like he had a supposedly had a neck injury right. issue right. last night. Th- those guys aren't seeing the light. Like, that's a G League game as far as I'm concerned tonight. Yes. That's it. That, that's a playground pickup game. That's what that is. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. all that is. So we'll we'll dive into it. But I thought that was, you know, and B went down hard the one time. I'm like, what what are we doing here? I you told know? you. I told it's you, man. Crazy. It's, it's the fluke. When these fluke accidents start happening, you have nobody to blame but you, and everybody's going to sit. If that would happen, then you got all the front office people and the coaches sit behind closed doors. How do we come out of the United front of what we're going to say about this fiasco? Yeah, why I would know. you put him in harm's way like that? And why would you keep extending hard as Achilles like that, man? I mean, I understand they're going to get some extended time off coming up here. But still, you're playing him and meaning that game meant a lot more to Miami than it did the seven. And Miami played like their lives depended on this game for seeding purposes. I know. They did. They absolutely did. Because they still have a little bit of life that they could yes. be the sixth seed. It's, yes. it's really a long shot, but they have a little bit of life. Yep. And they, yeah, they, you're right. They played like it. So I, I don't get it. Uh, you know what? Uh, okay. All right. Weird. You keep playing with fire. You're going to mess around and get burned. Yeah. Well, let, let me give you this too. And we'll, we'll, like I said, we have Andrew Brandt coming up. Um, I, there's little Phillies breaking news. Um, Derek Hall needs surgery now. Oh. He's got a torn ligament in his thumb. Oh. He's going to have surgery probably this Wednesday coming up. They got to let the swelling go down a little bit. And he's going to be out at least a few months. Like, th- Dude. This, so you already—that's on top of Hoskins at first base, man. You know, I'm Cody, Cle- two thousand five Eagles. I'm it's got you. a bad feel to it. Uh, Cody Clemens is going to play first today, but this needs to be addressed. Now, here's what you could do: you could just say, "Hey, Alec Bohm, first base is yours, man." You know, going forward, you put Sosa. Third. Sosa goes to third. Yeah. Okay. I mean, th- th- you could very well do that. Like Sosa is a phenomenal fielder. He may get exposed a little bit offensively, but you know, you're still keeping Bohm in the lineup with that with that hot bat that he's got. And that's just that sucks, man. That really sucks. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So all right, we'll we'll get into that. We we got the Philly segment coming up at one. Like I said, we got the uh the home opener, but we come back. Andrew Brandt's gonna join us. Andrew, who served in the front office for the Eagles and the Packers and is a law professor at Villanova Law. 
right now. We will talk about Jalen Hurts' contract. Not only Jalen, Lamar Jackson, as we mentioned, Aaron Rodgers, what's going on there. You know, how the rest of the league is going to is going to pivot off of what happened with Deshaun Watson and his contract. So we'll get to all that kind of stuff. We'll get Barrett squared away. We'll get him straightened out. So we'll do all those kind of things. Uh, when we come back, he's Derek. I'm Rob. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Mentioned them uh, a second ago. You're hungry. It's lunchtime, man. Get after it, right? I'm thrilled that they are with us on the show now. Sponsors not only of Sports Take, but of Jacob Sports YouTube channel. And I've been going to them since I was a kid. And they've been family owned since 1985. Alex and his crew, I pop in there a couple times a week. I'll be seeing them a little bit later on today, in fact. And here's a great thing. All the food is fresh. It's made daily. There's none of that just uh, it's sitting under a heat lamp for four days. Good luck with that. No, that's not the case. They offer 20 different styles of pizza. They also have slices to go. But the best part is, you name it, they'll make it. You can call up with a, with a specialized type of pizza. They'll make it for you. And they don't just make pizza. They have pasta. They have sandwiches. They have wraps. They have wings. They have salads. Anything that you want. They're also committed to the community, and this is the beauty of Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Whether it's a fundraiser for a charity, a school, a little league, those proceeds go to those organizations. You could follow them for their specials and, and any, kind of, uh, any kind of deals, promos, any of that kind of stuff. On Instagram and Facebook, you could follow them at the Bravo Pizza of Havertown, okay? 1305 Westchester Pike, Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown, 1305 Westchester Pike, Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown, 610 446 3810 610-446-3810. All right, you've heard me telling you about it. You want a little sampling of what it looks like? Here you go. Here's Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. 
because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Welcome back, everybody. Happy Friday, one and all. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. Excited to have our next guest. First time on the show with us. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, at Andrew Brandt. Man, what a resume for Andrew. Of course, going back to his days with the Packers, with the Eagles. Uh, just an amazing, amazing uh resume and you look at what he did with the Packers. He was the vice president of player finance, general counsel from 1999 to 2008 Eagles consultant in the 09 10 season and currently serving as the executive director at Morad center at Villanova. He does an awesome job. He's also got an amazing newsletter. Andrew Brandt. What's up, Andrew? How are you? Hey guys. Hey man. How's How's spring going, break? Man? How's Is this going? spring break for you, Andrew? You enjoying some downtime? Yeah, I got a couple more weeks to put in at school before uh, the best part of being in the academic uh, world is that uh, in a couple of weeks, I'll, I won't teach again till like land of August. Mm. Wow, summer break. Yeah, that's going to be really nice to sort of only have my media career and not my academic career for a few, <laughs> a few months. Yeah. But um, it's good to be with you guys. You know, I'm a Philly resident, but I have my Packer blood you know, still, still rings. But after moving my wife to rural Wisconsin for 10 years, she got to pick the next stop. <laughs> um, she's born and raised in Villanova, PA. So wow. uh, I'm married into sort of fandom of the Eagles and, you know, Eagles are kind of my number two. Uh, I still, you know, as I said, my boys grew up in green Bay. So we sort of have that bond. But we uh, we we are Eagles fans. I'm a big Sixers fan because I, I I moved in Bryn Mawr right down the street from uh, Sam Hankey, and we got to be, we got to be close friends actually. 
So I sort of appreciated the model that he put together and now seeing it pay off, hopefully towards bigger and better things. Mm. Right, I, I can't let the hinky thing go. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what's coming. You I'm not it. asking you to reveal too much here, but he was a tough guy to get a, a feel for if you didn't, you know, know him. Um just give me some some idea of what he was like on a personal level, conversational wise, or out to dinner or whatever. What what was yeah. he like? Well, it's interesting because I didn't even know he was my neighbor till I was at a conference. I think it was the Sloan Analytics Conference at MIT. And we're both speaking on panels. And I see him from a distance and he's kind of walking towards me. And I'm like looking around like, is it me that he's walking towards? <laughs> you know, I'm a runner. He says to me, um, you're fast. I'm like, what? You're fast. I said, hi, Sam. I'm Andrew Brand. He goes, I know you're fast. I said, what are you talking about? He said, you live down the street from me and I see you run by my house all the time. You're fast. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't. And we talked about where we lived. And then I wouldn't say we were, we were bosom buddies, but we got together for lunch probably every few months and, uh, and in the neighborhood walking the dogs. But um, yeah, hard guy to get to know, obviously. Even in a social situation, didn't reveal too much. Um, his wife was obviously a little more social, uh, but um, kind of Oklahoma roots. I don't know if you know the whole story. Yeah. I'm sure you do. Mm -hmm. yeah. So he had a little bit of that homespun to him. And then we've stayed in touch a little bit. Uh, he's out in the West Coast, has done some lecturing at Stanford, where I'm a graduate. So we sort of kept in touch, but we don't talk shop, you know, anymore. Right. So. I just thought it, was, it sort of made me a Sixers fan is what I guess my mm. point. He is a, he's a fascinating guy. Hopefully at some point there'll be some long drawn out sit down with him and we can really get, yeah. get to know him, but I don't, I doubt it. He's like, he's it. off the grid, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, but Andrew, your, your career. Now, did you, Derek, Barrett, did you guys overlap in green Bay? Was a, Andrew and, and Barrett's time. Who was it? Uh, did we have Green Bay at um, Oh, two. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember you. Yeah, we had yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I mean, because look, my look when I first got there, like they didn't bring in offensive linemen, but yeah. they brought me in, and I was the only guy that wasn't drafted on that offensive line. So, needless to say, it took me two weeks to let them uh, for them to you know say, hey, uh, you know, Frank Winter say, hey, uh, you know, <laughs> we we have an O line night out, man. Why don't you come? You know, won't you come, man? I promise you, it wasn't until Brett said like they, I wouldn't go with them. They wouldn't let me go, man. They wouldn't <laughs> let me go. So we're um, we're playing, we're playing. The Panthers, and it's—I mean, it's hot. It's like, yeah, it's like a hundred degrees outside. We're playing there, and Rivera goes out, so I go in for Rivera. Marco. So I'm in the game, mm -hmm. and they're not giving me the calls. Dave Wall <laughs> is not giving me the calls. None of them are giving me the calls. So um, Brett Favre comes to me and says, "Hey, I wish it was snowing outside. We're in the huddle, getting ready to go play. <laughs> what are you talking about?" He said, "I wish it was snowing outside." I said, "Brett, what are you talking about?" So I could track them dogs that. In Frank Winter's mouth. Okay, two jet on three. Ready, break. So I'm laughing. I'm going up to the line. Then all of a sudden, Frank turns to me and gives me a call. Rip, 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 rip. Now he's giving me the calls. So it wasn't until Brett said, okay, this guy's cool and gave him the information. Then, then they started giving me the calls. And then that next Thursday, they invited me to go out to the reindeer games and everything else. You know, So I was like, where am I at? You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm going to tell you this, Andrew, also. At least your family went to with with you to Green Bay. My family went everywhere 
but to Green right. Bay. <laughs> don't be dissing <laughs> Green Bay. Hey, look, I'm being a native native Milwaukeean. Don't be dissing Green Bay like that. Yeah. Andrew, yeah. you're in the wheelhouse. Did Barrett played there? Derek grew up there. I mean, I'm telling you, man. This is the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, on Barrett's point, you know, there are no two people closer that I saw as teammates than Frank Winters and Brett Favre. And right. <laughs> that was a hard bond to, to break. You know, Brett, we let our, our top veterans stay in their own rooms on the road. You know, he didn't need to stay with a roommate. He's like, no, no, I want to stay with Frank. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's like, crazy. Yep. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we went on the road. Brett couldn't, you know, he was a prisoner of the hotel. He couldn't go out. Right. So he needed that bond with Frank. The other thing about Brett, and Aaron did this too, when we would go on the road and CBS or Fox or Monday Night would all want to do the production meetings, they all went last. You know, Brett and Aaron, they wanted to go last because – they want it all the time. You know, they're both prisoners of the hotel. They're too famous to go out. So they just shoot the breeze. They would, I mean, we'd look for Brett, like team meeting, like, where is he? Oh, he's still talking to John Madden. <laughs> he's still well, he, he and Madden really bonded. He's like, still they were, talking they to Trey Aikman. Yeah. I mean, and Aaron with Aikman and Aaron with Romo. They've just spent hours. Well, like, you know what is it? It's a decided advantage, you know, playing in Green Bay because – and people never knew this. Like, I was in Detroit the year before that, and we're outside playing, and it's freezing outside. It's like a foot of snow. We're not getting anything done, uh, you know, because there's too much snow outside. In Green Bay, if he saw – if Brett saw one snowflake falling down, we're in the indoor. Go to the indoor. <laughs> they never practice outside. They yeah. were in the indoor every single time, but everybody thought they were practicing outside. So it, it turned out to be like a – you know, uh, uh, you know, a decided advantage for them, even though they never practiced in it. Kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, this idea, I mean, this idea that cold weather favorite, no, that people like it. No one liked it. <laughs> right. You know, no, no one liked it. You just, you just dealt with it because it was in your bones from living there. But yeah, I mean, they spent however many hours a game is, say, four cold games. That's about as much time you spent in the cold. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Andrew, give me your impressions, with the, your time spent with the Eagles. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, you know, Joe Banner influence, Howie, a young Howie. What, what was that like for your time here? It was really interesting because I left the Packers, as you know, wanting to do something else with my life. I had this vision, which hopefully I've accomplished of really lending my unique insights on the media side and also in academia. And that's how I've structured my life since. I didn't want to go back to a team. And Joe and Andy called together. I knew Andy from Green Bay. I knew Joe as colleagues for 15 years. Um, and they said, listen, here's what's going on. We're going to move Howie from cap contracts to personnel. We think he's going to be a GM one day. And we can't trust our contracts. I can do some, Joe would say, I can do some, but I'm busy with other stuff. We can't trust it to these young guys. Can you just come in here and do our contracts until we get settled with a new cap manager? Mm. And I said, okay, but I'm not going to be an employee and I'm not going to come in every day. They're like, fine. And Andy was like, yeah, I mean, do it from wherever. And I'm like, no, I'll come in a couple days a week. Right. So um, I did that for 09 and 010. Uh, and it was a great experience. I was doing the, I did the rookie deals for LaShawn and Deshaun and Macklin. I did the, the biggest deal I did was the biggest off. You'd love this Barrett, the biggest offensive lineman deal in history up until like a few years ago, uh, Jason Peters. Mm -hmm. 
So we would only make the trade. This is like AJ Brown last year. Only make the trade if we got the deal done. And Eugene Parker, the late great Eugene Parker, dealing with right. him. Uh, that was a unique time because Joe was busy with something else. So that was really my deal. And not that I'm proud of giving away the most money ever to an offensive <laughs> line, but that was me. Yeah, that turned out it pretty was well, well. Worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Well yeah. Worth it. yeah. But you Great were also guy. there when the, when the Packers drafted Rodgers, right? I mean, you you did yeah. like. There's a famous picture of you and him sitting there when he's when he's signing his deal. Yeah, it's a poignant moment when I do speeches to like corporations outside of sports. I say this is the this is the moment for an organization, the moment, and it happened to me in a draft pressurized situation. But every organization has it. How much do you hold on to the past, and how much do you move to the future? And we were making a decision with the with the most durable quarterback in the history of the sport mm-hmm. the face of the franchise still playing at a high level that we were going to bring in a first round quarterback and there was combustion in that draft room the coaches were so against it and i, I you know ted thompson bless his soul he just said to me andrew what do we always say we say trust the board and the board says that's the name you know, all the guys we wanted before him were gone. We wanted DeMarcus Ware that year bad. We wanted Hackman Jones that year bad. We wanted Derek Johnson, the linebacker. They're all gone. And there's one name staring us in the face of our first-round grades. And, man, we made that pick, and we had a Lambeau Field draft party going on below us. thousand people. And the booing in that room shook our <laughs> And Brett called the coach. Brett's agent called me. I mean, Aaron put on a good face, but he didn't like coming up to a cold place where he's never going to play. Wow. And then the hardest part of that, and this is what the Packers have dealt with the last three years, and the Eagles have dealt with, as you know, the hardest part of that was Brett and his agent saying to me over the next three long years, Andrew, do you know what it's like to come into work every day and sit with your replacement? Damn. Mm. That's not fun. Mm. And I'm sure Aaron's been saying that to the Packers. And I'm sure Carson Wentz said that. And it's just something where we don't think about that enough in sports. And I would say to, to Bus Cook, I'm like, I, yeah, I get it. And then I'd have... Aaron's agent calling me every week. Like, is he ever going to play? Like, is he ever going to play? That Brett's never going to retire. So what are you going to do? Are you going to trade him? And I'm sure Jordan Love's agent's been doing that. And I'm sure Hertz's agent was about to start doing that. So this is what happens behind the scenes. This is great mm-hmm. stuff, by the way. Let me let me just wow. let, let me just say that it's fascinating. Taking us yeah, behind it, behind the curtain a little bit. Well, all right. So let, let me ask you then. Um you know, we're, we're in a situation now in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts, as you well know, yeah. uh, where because he was a second rounder, he doesn't have that extra option year that the Joe Burrows of the world have. And we've seen how this can go wrong with Lamar Jackson. If you roll into that last year, it just can get ugly. Um, what's your sense of what's going to happen here with Hurts? Timing of it, money, the guarantee stuff, because Deshaun Watson reset the whole market, Andrew. How do you see this happen, playing out? Yeah, I mean, I had my symposium at Villanova last week. I had Howie on stage for an hour. He wouldn't really get into this. But I, I, Howie was, you know, he made it sound like this is going to happen, I think, before, you know, training camp. And this is a tough – I think it's a, even a tougher one for Hertz and his agent, her, who's a her, um, 
than the Eagles. Eagles, it's pretty simple. You know, you've got a guy making whatever he's going to make, $2 million. You throw a $30, $40, $50 million bonus at him. It's almost impossible for a player to turn that down. And then you get the back end that what you want, you know, and I did this, Joe Banner did this, basically got a guy in the last year of a rookie contract or two years left on a rookie contract that are going to be making peanuts. You throw a ton of money at them. It's just, it's almost malpractice to turn that down. And then the team gets the back end the way they want. Now, when I talk about back end, you get into the bigger discussion of guarantees. The typical deals outside of Deshaun Watson have been, two or two and a half years of full guaranteed money. And then basically like team options for three, two, three, four, five, six years. Mahomes has a like 11 year deal. Josh Allen has like a nine year deal. Um, and I think that's what the Eagles will probably go for. It's going to be up to Hertz to do a couple things. One is to fight off the urges to take the money and run. But more importantly, if there is going to be a break in how NFL contracts are done at the top, is Deshaun Watson contract going to be a precedent or just an aberration in the wind that is never followed up again? Mm-hmm. You have these three marquee faces of the franchise now with Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and Jalen. Are they going to push it? Because I just told you what teams are going to do. Yeah, They're going well, to give 40, $40 million well, bonuses compared to making $2 million in 23. Right. Well, well, Andrew, when, when yeah. you when you look at Jalen's situation, because of what Arizona did with Kyler Murray and what Cleveland did with Deshaun Watson, is it a foregone conclusion in terms of where Jalen will land money wise in the pecking order, or are there other little intricacies that we're not even thinking about that could lengthen the process a little bit longer than it should be? Yeah, I mean, I think the easy thing for people to sort of latch on to is okay, what's going to be the number? Is it going to be 45 a year? Is it going to be 46 a year like Watson? Is it going to be 48 a year? What if Burrow goes first and gets 48? Is he going to get 50? You know, those kind of things. Like you said, Derek, the nuances are what excites someone like me. Kind of I'm, yeah. I'm a more on the nerd side. Yeah. How much guaranteed? Uh, you know, if things go south with Hertz, and we all expect that won't happen, but in 2026, in 2028, can the Eagles get out? Mm. Um, and can they get out? Obviously, they would take huge cap hits, but they can get out without cash, meaning guarantees. Those are some issues. And then I always look, judge contracts. What's the two-year cash? What's the three-year cash? You know, I think the strongest deal we've seen this year up right north of us, Derek uh, Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. I mean, it's whatever it is over four years, but it's it's solid 84 million. So it's 84 over two rock solid. Uh, That is strong Mm -hmm. for Daniel Jones. That's a strong deal. So he's guaranteed 84 million no matter what happens. And then we'll Mm -hmm. see what happens after two years. Mm -hmm. So I would look if I'm negotiating for Jalen before we get to any of the bigger stuff, like what's my two year cash? Mm -hmm. And I'm again, am I getting close to 90 million in two year cash if Daniel Jones gets 84? Hmm. You know, those are the, those are kind of the quick numbers. Right. Well, are they looking at are, are we looking at grouping Herbert Burrow together with Hertz or are we looking, you know, Jackson? I mean, what's way Tua? how are they looking at, at Jalen Hurts and, you know, him being a solid franchise quarterback when there's kind of a little indecision in Tua? 
indecision in Jackson, but we see that Burroughs and Herbert are definitely franchise quarterbacks. I mean, how, how is this organization looking at, at Jalen Hurts and, and how they're going to pay him? I would think like the first two you mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. I'm looking at this new wave of those three. I'm looking at her, uh, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert and Jalen. We would have never mentioned Jalen a year ago with those two. Mm, right. And here we are. You mentioned it, Rob. He has a four-year deal. Those other guys have five-year deals or they have four-year deals plus an option year, right. which of course the team's exercise. So the good news for Jalen is that he's a year from free agency, but he's really not because there's franchise tags. And those guys are two years from free agency and they're really not because of franchise tags. But those guys are scheduled to make a lot more money than Jalen. You know, I don't have it in front of me, but they're, you know, first round picks in their third year are making, I don't know whether making uh, six million, seven million. And in the second round, you're making like two million. So. Mm. Yeah, I pull it up as we speak. Yeah, but that that's the that's the thing. And, and isn't it really, Andrew, in a lot of ways? That, and, and I'm surprised because Baltimore for so many years handled things so well from a front office perspective. Yeah. I can't figure out exactly what they're trying to do here. It's yeah, been this really one is messy. Scratching my head the last, not only this year, last two years, because after his third year, that's when we're talking about with Jalen. Right. They didn't re-up Lamar then. They didn't re-up him after his third, uh, fourth year. And then now didn't re-up him after his fifth year. And I'm like, what is going on there? And maybe, you know, the agent thing's been played up how he doesn't have one. And maybe he's just locked in on the full guarantee. You know, because like I said, if no one's going to follow up to Sean Watson, then no one's going to follow up to Sean Watson. So maybe he's the one to try and try and try and try. But you're right, Rob. Something's going on there that we don't know about. They were kind of... uh, evasive in the press conference you know they could even take a quarterback that wouldn't affect probably jackson this year mm-hmm. but it, it would it would say that this is the last year now is he going to stay away if they don't trade him you know that to me that's the money discussion again if he's got a 32 million dollar tag he may say stay out till late august but it just would be malpractice to not take two million dollars a week come September. Yeah, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's me like changing well. Yeah. Well, well, I got to ask you just to follow on that real quick. He doesn't have an agent. I mean, he's, he's essentially it's his mom and he that are negotiating. Have you had that experience as a front office member where a guy represented himself? And this is oh, big yeah. stakes for sure. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I feel for Eric DaCosta because you know what, guys, the guys came to me. You know some of these guys, Barrett, but I'll keep their names confidential. They said, hey, Andrew, you're a former agent. You're cool. (laughs) I don't need an agent. Let's do it. And I'm like, great. This is going to be awesome. I'm going to have fun with this. I I know these guys. I like these guys. Bottom line, terrible. I hated it. Um, I hated it. You have to tell them stuff they don't want to hear. As you know, negotiations are raw. They're emotional. Like, I'm telling guys they're not as good. They're, guys see it very simply, players. Team, you know, pick a team. They paid a, a guy X. I'm better than that guy. Yep. Give me more than X. Yeah. And when I would say, well, he was a year closer free agency or we're paying Brett top of the line and their quarterback makes $4 million, I, like, they don't want to hear that. You know, they're like, I don't care about that. Mm. I don't care about your cap. I don't care. So anyway, I lost relationships. And I wished there was an agent in these cases because I said, 
The agent is the buffer. The agent, their job is to translate what a team says in a way that's palatable, doesn't get the player emotional, and come back with something. Um, so I don't know what's going on with Lamar. I mean, it can't be about saving money because there would be great agents willing to do it for a song because he's Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. So uh, it is a very emotional experience negotiating directly. Mm -hmm. Well, Andrew, I've been waiting to ask you about this one because this is close to home with the Aaron Rodgers situation. Yeah. Now you look at you look at the the gold mine Seattle got from for sending Russell Wilson down to Denver. If I'm Green Bay trying to shop Aaron, I'm saying, well, wait, wait a minute, this guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Okay. And and on the Jet side, we're not giving you the we're not giving you the keys to the kingdom the way Seattle did. Now, obviously. Green Bay wants to move him, but he's handcuffing him, and they can't do certain other things because he's still handcuffing him. The Jets are building this, this monster team and bringing all these pieces in on the premises that Aaron is coming. Who buckles first in this situation to give in? Yeah, I mean, I may be showing my Packer bias because I've been saying it's the Packers with all the leverage here because wow. at the end of the day, they both lack some leverage, Derek, because yeah. it seems like the Packers only have one suitor. Mm -hmm. Jets, yeah. And then it seems like the Jets have no other option. I mean, they're not going to Zach Wilson. They're not trading for Ryan Tannehill. It's it's Aaron. It's Aaron or bust. Mm -hmm. I think in if, if this plays out the next couple of months, I think it's more likely another team comes out of the woodwork for Aaron than it is the Jets pivot somewhere else. Mm. So... At the end of the day, I think the Packers have more leverage. If they didn't have more leverage, this deal would be done. But as you said, we're in a different marketplace, Derek. I'm not exactly sure why. What what Seattle got for for Russell Wilson, I mean, and Lamar Jack. What, what's up with Lamar Jackson? Again, like Lamar Jackson compared to Russell Wilson. So these, and then if, now on the rookie side, when Carolina's given up all that capital for the number one pick, I almost get it more. And the reason is money because they're going to pay CJ Stroud or Bryce Young less over four years than Lamar would make over one year. Yep. Um, so I get it on the money side, but I don't get it. You know, on the Aaron thing, the obvious points, Aaron, as I know so well, you guys know, is a different cat. Is he going to play past 23? That's a legitimate question. Mm -hmm. And he's got 60 million back to the money. But, you know, all these teams like Las Vegas chose Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, I don't know what's going on, you know, with some of these teams. <laughs> well, yeah. I thought would it would be in it for Aaron. Um, well, let me ask you this. Yeah, maybe some, some lessons learned like, Wow. You know, a lesson the the Indianapolis lessons with Carson and with uh, oh, oh, with, with Matt Ryan. You know, yeah. you just don't want to do this year to year thing. Well, let me ask you this then: Is there, you know, with you being uh, you know front office executive, is there a little collusion between the owners and players? You know, not you know saying, "All right, we're going to cut all. We won't cut this off at the head." All these you know, guaranteed contracts for quarterbacks, that's out the door. Because at this point, you know, Cleveland has – they got to set aside that 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 the little kitty bank over there, you know, uh, for, you know, the entirety of his contract because, you know, it's, it's money that, you know, they have to have there for him. 
is there something between those guys like a, an unwritten now say, like, hey, don't do this anymore? I mean, are yeah. they saying that, you know, amongst each other? And will they stay Will they stay firm, Andrew? You know owners cave sometimes on this kind yeah, of stuff. Do yeah. you believe they will stay firm on it? Seems like it. It seems like it. The problem for this next wave is what I've talked about with Jalen, with Burrow and Herbert. The problem is the rookie contract system and the tag system. The only way you create incredible leverage as a player is either at or approaching free agency. Deshaun Watson, this is the most ironic and really uncomfortable thing to talk about of all, is that through his own misbehavior, he created a perfect storm. He created a young quarterback that the Texans did not want. And then they had an auction. And the auction produced four teams. And the last team in the mix for Watson going in was Cleveland. Mm. And Cleveland was out. He's a Southern kid. He wanted the the same. I know I know a lot about this. He wanted the Saints or the or the Falcons or the Panthers. And Cleveland was out. And lo and behold, not only was Cleveland back in, they got him. And they got him because of this. There's no other reason, right? Mm. He doesn't like Cleveland. He doesn't want to be in the North. <laughs> he, they got him because of this. And it set off a storm. We even heard Bashadi, the owner of the Ravens, talk about this one year ago at the owners' meetings. And, you know, Barrett, I'm a lawyer. If there was legal smoking guns about collusion, we would have heard about it by now. Mm -hmm. So this is like Kaepernick. You know, is it is it the legal definition of conclusion collusion? No, no, it's not meeting. There are no smoking gun texts and emails and communications. Is it a de facto collusion? Of course it is. Of course it is. Not scotch. Same with Kaepernick. You can't prove it in court. Right. That's right. It's happening. It's happening with the and that's why I guess I fear as if I was going to be if I'm talking as a player's contract advocate, and I've been on both sides, as you know, I fear that the moment is passing. Like we're going to be on this podcast in 10 years, God willing. And say, oh, yeah, remember that one guaranteed contract we had mm, back mm. in 2022 with the guy that molested the, the massage therapist? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's going to be it, I fear. Mm. Wow. Now, Kirk has got three years, so maybe there's a three-year out there. And Andrew, I have to ask you this because I followed your career for so long. As, as a negotiator, when you were sitting across the table, and I know Joe Banner well, and Joe Banner yeah. and I, we had great conversations, and we'd also have heated battles when we were different opinion and Joe would tell me all the time, I'm not here trying to be a player's friend when mm -hmm. I negotiate with him. Whereas Howie has told me a number of times, he wants to get to know the players. He wants a personal relationship. Where were you? Because there are a lot of on both sides of the ledger. When you talk about negotiators, what type of negotiator would you describe yourself as? It's a great question. You know, I, I'm a different than Joe. I come from the agent side. So when I switched sides to go to Green Bay, mm -hmm. I mean, I was literally one week representing players and the next week I'm on the other side in 1999. Mm. And I'm like, my last client, by the way, was Ricky Williams, who left me for Master P. So that's. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I didn't know that. <laughs> no limit. Oh, my no limit. <laughs> yeah, no limit. Um, so, and I luckily, you know, Hasselbeck was key because Matt was my client. 
by the way, he's a huge favorite of Andy Reid. Andy, Andy and Matt are extremely close. Huh. Um, and then one day I moved from Matt being my client to Matt being my whatever underling. <laughs> so um, he was good and sort of smooth and like, hey, guys, this guy's really cool, you know. But uh, it is tough. I, I guess I'm more like Howie. I never wanted to be, quote, the guy upstairs. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted them to feel comfortable that I'm doing my job. Um, here's a story that, you know, when I first got to the Packers, I felt like, okay, I'm going to prove that I'm this master negotiator. And I had a couple of inexperienced agents for young players. And I, and I, frankly, I got over on these guys. Mm-hmm. I did deals that were not good for them. And you know what? That was bad. That was a bad part of my career because then I had agents and players giving me the side eye. Like, you you know, you got over on me. And I changed. In the latter part of my career with the Packers, I became an easier negotiator, mm-hmm. which you wouldn't think counterintuitive, and a better negotiator because I realized the value of relationships, leaving things on the table, knowing I'm going to deal with guys over and over again. The agent community is extremely small. Same guys that I competed with 25 years ago are out there today. Drew, yep. Joel Siegel, Jimmy Sexton, David yeah. Dunn, PAA, oh, yeah. Octagon. They're all the same. Yep. Like these guys are, I'm like, how do you guys still keep at it? You know, what are you doing? Like, 55 years old chasing 20 year olds around the country. I couldn't do it anymore. But anyway, uh, you try, you learn it's a long horse race. So yeah. don't be an ass. Mm. Wow. I'll tell awesome. you what, man, this has been awesome. Thank yeah. you, man. This is great. I, I mean, I mean, like really insightful, entertaining, informative, uh, like great, Andrew. We, we really do appreciate it. I, I want everybody to know how they can uh, they can get the uh, the newsletter as well. So your newsletter is Sunday seven newsletter. How do they uh, how do they get that? Yeah, I mean, to start, I do a column for Sports Illustrated. I do a podcast and I have all this content. I was trying to figure out a way about a year ago. How do I get it all out there in one place? And all these insights I have beyond writing in my column or tweeting. So I put together this newsletter and I do it every week. Comes out Sunday morning. All you do is go to andrew-brandt.com and put your email in there. It's free. Uh, I do have a paid group where I do videos for them every day and we get together every week. I'm not a hard salesman. If you want that, that's in there as well. So I enjoy the newsletter. It's just kind of my way. It's all, not only about sports, just my life thoughts and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's a nice read every Sunday morning. And then, of course, you know my Twitter, my name. I do reels on Instagram, Andrew Brandt, too. Uh, couldn't get Andrew Brandt. I got to find track down that guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How dare he? How dare he? I know. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and then, yeah, Villanova, we, uh, we have a lot of speakers and symposia. We're, I'll put it out there on Twitter when we have new guests to come in. That's great. That's great. Well, well, listen, we appreciate all the time you gave us today. And thank you, man. Hopefully we do it again in the near future. Andrew, thank you. All right. Appreciate your time, Andrew. Have a great day. Thank you. Take care. Guys, that was, that was awesome. No question, man. I'm not like tuning. That was like an encyclopedia in 30 minutes. Well, and and taking us behind the scenes of stuff and how it really goes down. Like this is a guy who's lived it. Barry, you lived it on the other side, on the other side of the table. Exactly, exactly. And you tell, you share, I love when you share your stories, but hearing him from the the management side of this thing, you know? Well, yeah, just like you said with the, you know, just like you'll never see the texts or or see the emails anymore because they see now that, you know, none of that stuff is, 
is you know fully erased from um yeah the smoking from, guns yeah yeah, right. yeah. but you yeah. know i mean there is collusion like i said you know it's nothing like sitting back with a bunch of owners and a drink of single malt scotch you know telling hey there's no way you got don't do it yeah period. don't do what that knucklehead did in cleveland we're not right, we're not right. going what down the hell that is wrong road? with this guy over there you know yeah. like drinking this single malt scotch bro. that's that's i mean you see that man you can feel that you understand that that's what it is wow that's what it is that was that was great that was great. So hopefully, hopefully everybody enjoyed that. And if you missed any of it, you can always uh, go to Jacob Sports YouTube channel and just you pick it up from the beginning. You, you, you know, that's a beauty. You don't have to miss any of this kind of stuff. Hey, guys, I got to step aside for a few minutes. Right, and I will rejoin you shortly. You got it, man. All right, let's hit a timeout. Uh, either way, we will take a break here. We'll come back. Uh, we'll talk a little Phillies. We got some some injury updates, Barrett, that we got to give the folks. So we'll do that. Uh, we got some Sixers. Our NFL segment, guys, we're going to dig into the top 10 edge rushers coming out in the NFL draft. So we'll do all those things when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek and Rob Ellis, we're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let me tell you about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Yes, because knowing who to trust with your finances can be challenging, right? But it's critical. And I found the right person, and that's Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Whether it's retirement planning, could be your 401k review, could be an insurance review. You might have a small business. You're trying to set up your employee benefits. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. And I know personally, I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k roll over to Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. You could email him as well. Murray.jim at principal.com. That's Murray.jim at principal.com. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. 
go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. What's up, everybody? Rob Ellis and Barrett Brooks hanging out with you on this Friday. Derek will be back with us momentarily. Hope you're doing well out there. We do appreciate you uh, you hanging with us. All right, Barrett, let's um let's jump back into the uh, the Phillies. And, and by the way, good good stuff there. Uh, just explaining away all the contract stuff from Andrew Brandt. We really do appreciate his time. Um, so we we mentioned this off the top. The breaking news, Phillies wise, is Derek Hall has a torn ligament in his right thumb that will require surgery. And this dude's out for a couple of months now. So you're down your one and your two at first base with Hoskins and hall. <laughs> That's a tough blow, man. They, it just feels, I hate to go into like, woe is me mode, but it feels like there's a little bit of a black cloud hanging here. Uh, the early portion of the season so far. Or that or first base has got a hex on it or something. <laughs> That's right. I yeah. mean, come on. I mean, come on, man. What's going on? I mean, seriously, man. I know. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And, and it, that, it, it, another power bat down, dude. Right now, Harper, Hoskins, and Hall. You've lost guys who, who are all capable of, you know, in, in some cases, 35, 40 home runs. And then Marsh, you know, Brandon Marsh is dealing with like an ankle or something like he's that. He's going to gut it out today, but he's hurting. He both yeah, feet. man. Yeah. Sheesh, what are they doing? I mean, whatever it is, stop drinking the water. Don't, <laughs> don't drink anything else from where you guys have been drinking it. Yeah. This is crazy, man. I mean, where do you go from here? I mean, you uh, almost have to put – you almost have to um, move Baum over to first base. I, I feel like that's where it's headed. I think today, because they just got the news, Cody Clemens is going to play first today, who they just brought up. That's Roger Clemens' son, for people who may not know. Okay, um, okay. So he's going to play first base for right now, but it feels like eventually that's where this thing's headed. I think Baum goes over to first base. Ed, Edmundo Sosa plays a little bit of third. You might – I don't know. Maybe bring Kingery up. Have him play a little bit of third to you know to, to are, back are up. We, so are we really gonna go into Kingery? I, I you know, I know. I are we really I, gonna say I, no? Point, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. No. So don't even <laughs> entertain it. I mean, I haven't heard Kingery's name in the last three years. You know what I'm saying? Back last time I heard Kingery's name was when they had what's his name out in um, in, in, in center field. What's his name? Um, Oh, they just traded him last year. Oh, my goodness. Oh, God. Uh, uh, yeah. O'Double. O'Double. O'Double Horror. Yes. I mean, come on, man. King Reed, man. He's, maybe you are. Right. We'll give him an opportunity, man. We'll give him a shot, bro. But, yeah. Ah, this is this is becoming. It's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's you a tough one. Reese is gone. Oh, yeah, man. he still got swelling in the uh, in the thumb, so they got to let that go down. Uh, he's going to have the, it's, they're, they're calling it a it's surgery, but they, they, procedure whatever he's going to have that done wednesday is what we're looking at here um the, the timeline is is a couple of months mm-hmm. you know with aggressive rehab you know you know who knows you know how long that's going to end up being but anywhere from try- suarez uh 
Suarez has thrown two bullpens and feels good. That's so what that's, I heard. Yeah, that's encouraging. Um, they, they they put Andrew Painter on the 60-day DL. That's not a surprise. It, it sounds worse than it is. Um, they're going to really go like kid gloves with this one and just make sure that he's okay. I'm not mad. I'm not no, mad you got to be careful with this one. Um, but you mentioned this, Barrett, during our pre-show pre meeting. I was going to say pre-game meeting, our pre-show <laughs> meeting. Uh, but they they traded to get the the reliever Sosa, who hasn't been good so far. Uh, traded him to the traded with the Tigers to get him. They traded away Matt Veerling and Nick Maton. Um, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> to, if you do, I want to make things worse, or do I not even want to go here? I, go I, ahead, I don't man. know. Go ahead, man. Go All right. Ahead. So those two, especially Veerling. Have done have done very well for the uh, for the Tigers thus far. So Veerling's hitting 333. He's got a home run, three runs driven, and he's done a really nice job for them. Uh, Mayton hasn't done a whole lot, but Veerling's been one sort of the headliner. He's doing a nice job for Detroit. Soto's been really bad outing, good outing, really bad outing so far. So that's not great uh, with the way that that's shaking out. But Clemens also came over in that deal, so at least you have him, you know, to plug in. They're calling Marsh's injury a mild left ankle sprain, but he's going to gut it out. Um, Suarez, you brought up. So he's he's hasn't pitched since March 8th. He's thrown a couple of bullpens, and he's feeling better. So that might be encouraging. He would need a minor league stint, uh, but he, you could see him pretty soon. So that, that's the that's the you know update before the game today with this stuff. Not, well, not great. And, and I've been enjoying uh, batting practice, you know, I mean, you, you, you see uh, Harper went yard Harper out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's swinging. He's swinging hard, too. That, that dude's a freak. Hard. Yeah. That dude's a freak. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm uh, saying? They, they engineered him somewhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know what I mean? We we have some relief, you know, on its way. But, you know, this is, you know, this is a lot of what happens to teams that make it to the Super Bowl. Some of it's unexplainable, right? Like, yeah. it, it, the, the obvious part is it's hard psychologically to come back because you right. got close. Right. Some of this is just, how do you explain Derek Hall uh, two days ago was trying to stretch a double and just has bad luck and, and, and hits the, hit the bag wrong and, or whatever, and, and tears a leg. That's just bad luck. That's yeah. all it is. That's all it is, bro. Uh, yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm still, I still have a lot, a, a, a very sincere, um, way of thinking that this team is going to be good, man. They're going to still be good. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right now, I I, I don't see it happening until like June when they right. really start turning the corner. But I mean, all the talent we still, I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking at, you know, what they go out and field every day. I mean, Trey Turner, Schwarber, Real Muto, uh, Sosa, mm-hmm. I, bro. Castellanos doesn't get off his, well, I'm not going to say get off his ass, but, you know, get going, man. Nick is better than this. I don't know what he needs to do to turn the yeah. corner. Yeah. I wonder no. what it is because he's, he's never went two years straight. It's usually one year on, one year off, one year on. I'm great one year. I'm a good one next year. Great one year, good the next year. Mm-hmm. Well, we've had only two semi-good years and what one and a half, you know what I'm saying, or one and whatever we're in right now. Yeah, we're, we're getting nothing so far. I mean, it, it is – well, and here's the other thing, and, and I, let me give you the line. I'll give you the lineups for today, and they play at 3 o'clock for, for people who are wanting. They, they postponed yesterday because they thought the weather was going to be bad. By the way, Barrett, let me just say that. I, I know people are killing the Phillies for that. 
I, I really believe they were trying to do right by the fans yeah. and not have them go to the game, spend all their money on concessions and parking, and then get poured on, and then you know ha- have the game canceled or whatever. Game. So they did it as a favor. They did, and, and look, the weather held up, and you, you know it sucks. It's just a shame because I know some people couldn't go today who, who were at tickets yesterday. I get it, I get it, but the Philly, I don't blame the Phillies. It was just Me bad do. luck. All right, Me so the, the lineup for today. Why, why do I bring that up? Because you were just mentioning Castellanos. Rob Thompson's staying true to this guy so far. So he, he's, it's Turner leading off. It's Schwarber DHing, hitting second. Real Muto's hitting third and catching. He's got Castellanos cleaning up in right field. Then he goes Stott. He's got Bohm down there at, at six, which I don't like. I, I think Bohm should be up higher. Yep. He's got Cave in left field, batting seventh. Cody Clemens is hitting eighth, and Marsh is hitting, hitting ninth. He's trying to do everything he can to get Castellanos going. That's right, what he's doing. Right, exactly. But you got to reach a point. I'm not saying right now, but I'm, you know, this still looks like this in a month. Like you got to earn your keep, man. Like, and if Castellanos is not hitting, you got to drop him. Plain, plain and simple. He's got to be lower in the order. Exactly, exactly. You know, so they haven't they haven't batting cleanup. I mean, maybe that gets him a jolt today. He's, he's batting cleanup now. Maybe it gets him a jolt. You know, you're at number four. You got to make it happen. Yeah. Period. You got to make it happen. Yeah. So maybe this lights a fire on him. He, he he makes that. It's not like he doesn't want to be good. We know the guy works his butt off, man. We yeah. know he wants to be great, but it's just not. We don't see the proven results. I I I thought this was a great great trade. I thought it was a this was a great move for them. You know, bringing yeah. in Swarbert and Castellanos in yeah. one off season. I thought it was going to be. I thought they were going to light it up, bro. Yeah, and we'll see. It's early. You know, it is early. And he is an every-other-year guy, and last year was bad. I, on a side note, just fun note, Nick Sirianni's throwing out the first pitch, right? Right. Which is great. Right. I love it. You know this thing's going to be over the top, right? I mean, he is. he's going to be all geared up and throwing and cranked up. He's going to throw heat today. Bro, I mean, he's going to have <laughs> sandpaper and stick them, bro. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You know, they yeah, won't be a spitball. He's going to yeah. throw a spitball. <laughs> they, they're going to have to check his fingers in his glove before, yeah. before he leaves off. The they're going to have to – like, they're going to – he is going to be uh, hyped up like you've never seen. <laughs> I'm telling you. They're going to peel him off the ceiling to throw that pitch. <laughs> he has been the he has been the pitching pack. In fact, his son is probably – probably his son plays baseball. Oh, I guarantee he's that's all just... he's done this whole week is, is, is practice that first pitch. I guarantee it. Yeah. Oh my God, man! He's been look, look. He's out there giving his son, um, his son's team batting practice, but he's smoking them too. <laughs> you can't yeah. hit this. He's I'll all in the face. He all. You can't see me. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. He's got. He's going. He's got the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's gonna be if you if you're going to the game today, get down there early enough so you don't miss the first pitch because that's gonna be worth the price of admission. Just seeing oh, no what he's question, up to. Man. No question. We lived it. We. Uh, I'll tell the story again. Why not? We told it before. What the hell? So. If for people who don't remember, I forget the. I think it was it was either 2015 or 2016, and Vince Velasquez ugh, was with the Phillies, right? But he had the game of his life. He had 16 strikeouts in that game. It's the greatest game he ever pitched. Okay, it was an afternoon game in the in during the week. It was like a Thursday, and we get the we get the word that they're gonna let all the the crew of Breakfast on Broad throw out the first pitch, and it was right, me right, Barrett, Jillian right, right. Mealy, who's with Six ABC, and Sarah Baker, our friend Sarah. Okay, so the four of us go out there they give us four catchers i was lucky enough to get carlos ruiz uh but no, we you got- weren't lucky and that's bs he'd say he was lucky enough to yeah get carlos i kind of strong hold on, you guys a hold on. 
yeah. bro, I'm six foot five, and he pushes me over him. No, I got huge. I'm like, what is this? What is this? I did kind of do that. I admit it. Yeah. I'm he guilty. pushes me. He like gives me a shoulder and pushes me. I'm like, me you're good. You're good right there. I'm going here. Yeah, yeah. So I I did do that. I admit it. Um, but so it was the four of us are lined up to throw the pitch. And Barrett and I are next to each other, and Jillian and Sarah are next to each other. We're they're, we're on one end. They're on the other end. Okay, that's the way it, it, it's set up. So we both did fine. Like we both, it didn't bounce. We, we nope. threw it. Uh, we're good. Yep. Those and I, two. Like, by the, by the, and I, I had, I had, uh, I had the fanatic, you know what I'm saying? I had the, you know. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so, uh, so we, we go and, and Jillian and Sarah's they're, think again, they're sitting like they're standing next to each other. Their pitches go like this. And right. They lost. How did they go to the other catcher? <laughs> I, the other catcher caught it. I don't know how they did it. I don't, I'm How do you that, do that, man? How is that an, possible? It was like an optical illusion. <laughs> so they, it literally, Jillian threw it at Sarah's um, catcher, and and, and, yeah. and Sarah threw it to Jillian's catcher, it was and then they caught it. I, I don't think it's ever happened in the history of first pitches. So oh, it was crazy. It was crazy. But you, you are legitimately nervous. You're just because you're just like I don't want to make a fool out of myself. Right, here, right, right. Don't well, I'm want like, this thing to bounce. I'm sitting here like, man, here I am, this big old dude. I'm about to throw this small ball. First of all, I'm pissed off because they don't have me at, um, on the diamond. I'm not all the way back. Yeah, you know, they don't man. let you step on the di- – that's another thing. You have to stand in front of it. They don't let you get on – because they don't want the do diamond you, messed up. Do you really think yeah. – do you really think that, that you know, our, our, our fearless leader, our, our, our head coach is no, not – No, Sirianni's going to be thrown from the rubber. <laughs> He's gonna. They're gonna try and put him in front of the mound, and he's gonna be like, "Get the bleep out of here!" Right, right, exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, Um, but yeah, it's. But the thing is, like, all you want to do, like, you don't want to be fifty cent. You don't want something like that where it's gonna go viral and you're never gonna hear the end of it. Right? That's all you want is just please, please let it be. Just let it get to the catch. And and we and we and we did all right, man. But I I, I don't understand how you. how I'll let you just push me out of chooch, man? You know I mean? <laughs> how I'll let you do that? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, how does that happen? Because because oh, yeah. actually, chooch started out in front of me, and then all of a sudden, you know, he moved over, and as he's moving over, he was in front of you at first, and he moved over, and as he's moving over, yeah, you see him moving over, you kind of elbow me and push me. I, 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 let me go right here. I got. I'm like, it was kind of a weasel move by me. <laughs> I'll admit. I'm like, what is this, man? Okay, yeah. all right, all right, all right, all yeah. right, Rob. But it was it was fun. It was cool. But it is a little bit it, like it's it's a big sigh of relief when you're done because you're like, oh boy, all right, what am I? This can't be bad because I'll never hear the end of it. But anyway, right. it worked out. It worked out. Um, so yeah, opening day today. Um, th- look, there is good here. I know we've been talking about a lot of bad. So Alec Bohm's been awesome. Bryson Stott's been awesome. Trey Turner's been as advertised. He's been great. Yes, he has. You know, Strom pitched very well from and Nola. Even though they lost the other day, Nola pitched very well in his second outing. I think Wheeler's going to be in his bag. Yeah, he was in his bag. Yeah, I think Wheeler's going to deal today. I think right, Wheeler's going to be good. Me too. So I think they get back on the winning winning track. But I, I would just caution Phillies fans that no early this early portion with all these injuries, it, it's going to be more of a struggle against the lesser teams. Like you're not just going to run through teams like Cincinnati and right, some of the other right. bad teams. It's going to be a little bit tougher. Uh, than we anticipated, that's for sure. Uh, but but I, again, I think they're too good. There's too much talent here in general for them to just fall apart. And and no. nobody nobody wants to give any of that credence. And you're right, Barrett. It does feel like, and Derek was saying it, like the 05 Eagles a little bit. It does feel like that a little bit with some of the some of the buzzards luck that they've had so far. Gunner back. What's up, Gunner? You're muted. 
Mm, you yes. remember you remember off the uh, top of the show today when uh, Barrett put me on blast saying how I would eat my wife's homemade soft chocolate chip cookies on the way to work and wouldn't share them with him. Yes. And then he dined me out and called her and said I wouldn't share. <laughs> well, you know, with this being Easter, um, my wife traditionally makes these giant peanut butter eggs, which are ridiculous. Oh, I love those, man. Oh, you mean like, and, and then she has all these, in, like she individually wraps them, see? And she, no, I had to wrap. We were wrapping them at three or four in the morning for the kids and stuff. And so, oh, by the way. Mm, oh, man. That's not cool. At, look at this. Look at that. That's not very yeah. Easterly of you, okay? Yes, it is. I'm sharing from afar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't something. see the sharing part. I see you eating them. The stream, you, you got the stream. The stream, the stream thinks it's me. These eggs are ridiculous. I'm telling you. See, you. you see what I get. You, you guys think it's me, John Dickerson. You see what I'm dealing with, bro. You see what I'm doing. Kevin, Kevin Savard. You see what I'm dealing with. Come on now. The, the peanut butter just melts. And oh my god! Come and, on. And she has this machine where she takes the chocolate, she melts the chocolate, and then she pours it over each individual peanut butter ball. What are we and doing? She makes here? like she makes like 40, 50 of them. I can't remember. But. This is this is unbelievable. Mm. Oh my! Not, not cool. This, this no. is ridiculous. No, unacceptable. Yeah. If I was a bad guy, answer. I would say I hope that peanut butter sticks to the top of you and you, you, exactly. and you can't get out. And you, yeah. No, I'm that's not going to do that. That's why I have water right here. I'm not going to do good. that. See, I wouldn't do that to you, Derek. Exactly. I wouldn't I wouldn't just eat in front of you like that. No, oh, really? You ever eaten a White Castle burger on air? Really? You never, wanted, you never wanted it, though. I wouldn't eat something. You know I want that, but you, you know I don't want you. I know you don't want White Castle, so it doesn't matter to you, bro. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this. Oh, man. Oh, stop. <laughs> Would you stop? <laughs> Unbelievable. Friends right. like that, right? <laughs> I know exactly. Hey, I want—I did want to mention this too. This is very cool, very nice of the Phillies. In, in all seriousness, unbelievably, and as as expected, classy move. So the organization and Kyle Schwarber, uh, in particular, uh, do you remember the, the the Temple police officer Fitzgerald who unfortunately lost his, oh, yeah. his life in the line yeah. of duty? Yep. Uh, they had they ho- the Phillies are today hosting his family uh, wow. at the game. And Kyle Schwarber uh, brought some of Officer Fitzgerald's children into the batting cage and was was working with them and mm. spending time with them prior to the game. So, uh, kudos! Like we, we need to talk about this kind of stuff more. Uh, the good stuff that, that that's being done. Uh, so nice work, Phillies. That really nice work, Phillies. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, just just wanted to mention that uh, before we we take a timeout. All right, let's come back and uh, we'll do some Sixers, and then again at two o'clock we'll do our edge rushers. We'll break down guys and really the guys who I we could tie it into who fits the Eagles scheme best and who may end up still being there when the Eagles pick, who will be gone, who we like the best, who we project out as the best. We'll do all that at two o'clock. We'll do a little Sixers and some of the weird decision-making last night. And in my opinion, with the minutes. So we'll get into all that. Yes. Oh, I have time for one more. Oh my uh, my God. My, um, today's my daughter's birthday. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yes, it is. My daughter, Asia. Asia's Happy birthday. birthday, Asia. Way to go. She's about to go jump out an airplane for her birthday. What? Whoa. Right. That's how she's what? celebrating? The yes. Birthday. Yes. You skydiving? She's going skydiving for her birthday. I know, people, I know people that have done that, uh, and they attach themselves to the, the instructor attaches you to them. They don't yeah. just push you out. But still, dude, you are like 15, 20,000 feet in the air. In those good, thing they, good thing they don't make... Parachute's big enough for me, so it, it you, does. It, it does look fun though. Like yeah, when you no, see the shot, I, I don't think I'd do it either. But it look, no. it does look cool no. though when you see the the aerial shots and with the with the drones, or if you have your cell phone out yep. while you're doing it, it does look pretty cool. I know. Um, I'm that I've guy. Never been that adventurous. Yeah, I, I'm that guy. See, my brother does stuff like that. I'm that. I'm that guy that the parachute would not open. The one time that you would have a malfunction, it would be when I would be attached to this parachute. I'm not, I will I'm never know. That. I don't even I'm, ride roller coasters. I told you about the last time I rode a roller coaster. Oh uh, yeah. So I would never do that, man. I never put myself in that type of thing. You know, it's 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 hard enough being on you guys as an adventure with you guys. <laughs> Doing remotes with you guys is an adventure in itself. True. That, that, that parachute might not open a lot with yeah, us. What do you what do you mean by that? Yes. I mean, Derek, I, I mean I put my life in my own hands when I'm out with you guys. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Really? Man, I'm just saying, Derek. I yeah, might wow. get D gun out there. You know, D gun of the gun's dangerous on those streets. Yeah, the gun's dangerous in the street, you know. Yeah. <laughs> now, you're, now you're gonna get in trouble. Good. Loose lips sink ships. I, I will I will tell you this. I, I was I was when when I was a little you guys may have heard of this guy. Jim O'Brien was a weatherman yeah. in Philadelphia, and he was, he was just a personality. He wasn't just it's gonna rain today. No, this guy right. was fun, right. personable, like awesome. He did other stuff besides weather. He was awesome. He was a DJ. This guy did like a legitimate, like a big time guy. So he was a skydiver. He loved it. That's what he did in his spare time, man. Like all the time skydiving. So I'm a, I'm a kid. I'm a little kid. And unfortunately Jim went up and it, his parachute malfunctioned and he didn't make it. Oh okay? no. But mm. I, what, I, what I'm bringing that up is it, like, it, it scarred me from ever even thinking about doing that again. Yeah. Uh, not the, again, ever, ever. I the never the only thing I would try Rob. And my brother's done this. And when I drive down to Baltimore, you know, yeah. when you drive before you get to the Baltimore city limits on the right side of the road, if you're driving down 95 South, they have one of those indoor skydive places. And what they do is they put you in this tall cylinder and the air in the, in the air and the instructors in there. And he's telling you how to put your arms out and it rises you up like that. And you float. That's as far as I would go. You might go as high as 15, 20 feet, maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, I would try that. But in terms of just jumping out of a plane, I don't care if this dude has been skydiving, this instructor has been skydiving for 100 years, has seen every kind of problem you've had with a, a parachute. I'm not doing it. 
No. There's no way I'm doing it. No. Because if it, if there's one malfunction, it only takes one time. There's no coming back from one malfunction. I'm not I'm not taking that risk, man. First of all, you go splatting in a guy that's above you is on top splats on top of you as well. You get a you get a double. That's it. Let's do it. Do it. Man. Do it. Really? Splat? All right. Uh, yeah. I mean, seriously, I mean, that's what happens, basically. I, I would guess. I would guess that's the time. Is she doing it with her, with her girlfriends? Or, like, what is she doing, Barry? Is she her doing cousins. it with friends? Yeah, her cousins. cousins? Okay. Yeah. See, I'm just not that adventurous. It's just, it's just not for me. I mean, yeah. I'm just – I never even wanted to. It never even entered my mind of stuff to do for fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I tend to look at people like that. Wow, well, how is that fun? What makes that fun? I guess the rush. I, I you know, I, I guess there's it's, a rush to it. It's the it's the rush of floating this, in the air and descending, and then all of a sudden, a nylon shoot or whatever it's made of opens up, and you slowly float to the ground to complete your bucket list. Yeah, the and rush then, is good. I can get a rush from driving down Broad Street by telling thank you. you. I can get a rush. I can get enough of a rush there. You know what my rush was? Bobbing and weaving crazy drivers up and down 95 for decades. That was my rush. That's a rush. Go, Joe, go, go drive on Roosevelt Boulevard. You'll yeah. get a rush. Right. <laughs> well, you're not putting me 15, 20,000 feet in the air and tell me jump. Jump what? No. Well, I, 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 I would say the only thing I could say is it's the closest thing we as humans can have to flying. Yeah. Right. But, okay. but I'm good. I'm okay. Yeah. See, I don't even think of it as fly. I think of it as falling. That's yeah, the, yeah. It's a glass Falling. half full, half empty. Yeah, I hear <laughs> that, that's I hear like it. the that's like the people you watch like a lot of these animal documentaries, and you get these scuba divers now. You remember how they used to go down in the water in cages to look at sharks and stuff? Now you got multitudes of them that go down there and free swim, and they're petting sharks like tiger sharks, leopard shark, lemon shark, as they go right by them, and they put their hands under the under the the, the shark's chin. And there's something that if you flip a shark flips over, he automatically becomes docile. They go to yep. sleep. They're like paralyzed. Yep. Yeah, okay, I I, I, I I believe what you're saying. I'm not trying it. Well, let's look, at, look at Griffin. Griffin. What? Griffin Renzi. I'm going shark cave diving with white sharks in the next no, couple of months. No, great white sharks? No. No, thank you. Bro, we need, right. we need I'll, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take a screenshot of this because this might be, when he does that, it might be the last time we see Oh, come on, man. Come on, man. I can't believe you said that, man. Oh, bro, no, cold. I'm just saying, man. Why? the shark? You don't go to the shark's home. You remember you go to the shark's home? Yeah. You can't go to the shark's home. Yeah. You, you go to the shark's <laughs> kitchen, you know, stuff happens, man. And then, and then what do you, you remember that, woman that lady did this? She, she was the greatest. That woman was the greatest. I got to We got to dig up some, her again, man. We got to well, find out what's going on there. It's like all these people that go on these, these crazy adventures like, you know, we're going to scout tigers and gorillas and, and sharks. In and the then wild, one of them I'm going to the the take on the, I'm like, yeah. oh, wow. Okay. And, then when it, and then somebody gets seriously <laughs> maimed or something, then you send a hunting parties in to take it out. Yeah. Well, he, well, he the, went into his backyard. What do you The think? other thing I have zero sympathy for, like you see these knuckleheads at a zoo that start taunting like a gorilla yes. or something else. <laughs> when it's, they clearly tell, don't get anywhere near it. Don't reach over the, the rail. There's signs everywhere. And, and this guy's going to be, he's going to be Mr. Crazy guy. Well, guess what, dude, whatever happens to you. Good. If you screwed around with the gorilla, they told yeah. you not to. No, it's like, it's like somebody comes, that's like somebody come in your house. You're going to take them out. Right. When you go in an animal's house, it's going to take you out. Yeah, it's Bro. on. What are you I got doing? A little better than this. You know, I see these guys going on, they jump on their bikes and these people hiking through 
um, you know, the national parks. But anytime you go there and you see um, bear crossing or yes, cougar crossing, cougar lion or mountain lion yes. crossing, yes, I don't have something for it. Like I see this, I saw this one video. This guy, he's riding his bike. <sighs> all of a sudden, he riding. All of a sudden, a, a, a cougar jumps out and starts chasing him. He's like, oh, yes. oh, oh. Yes. I'm like. That happens in Arizona a lot in, in Southern California. People like to go jogging up in the mountains on the trails. Why? Signs everywhere. It says, that, it says there's Cougars. bears in my line. I'm Cougars. not doing that. Yeah. yeah. No, how, about the, how about like, uh, I think it was Jeremy Roenick or whatever. Jeremy Roenick's golfing, I think, somewhere in, in Florida. And his ball goes into the water. And there's an alligator in there, in the water. And he starts messing with the alligator. I'm like, okay. Okay. dude, you're going to mess with an alligator? Right. You deserve whatever you get. Exactly, bro. I, I'm telling you, man. I, I went. I went. I was actually in Florida playing. My boy Max Starks had his golf tournament down in, in Florida, in Orlando. We drive off the tee. It gets down there. We go down there, bro. It's like a 12 foot alligator sitting like maybe 20 feet from the hole, mm-hmm. and my ball's like maybe 10 feet from it. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, we go down the hill, and I look down, and I see the alligator, right. And then I just keep going. I Same. go to the next hole. I keep them, it moving. Them yep. fools, they stopped and played their balls. I'm like, they're like, bro, your ball, yeah, my ball gonna stay there too. Yeah. You see what was yes. not sitting there. Yeah, you you yes. want to penalize me? <laughs> not, <go ahead. laughs> yeah. I'm like, yo, I said, you lucky I'm still playing in the tournament. Yes. That one right there made I must stay like a a, a four hole radius away from that. I'm one with you. That's right where there. I'm probably going to the clubhouse, and I'll right. see you better when you get done. <laughs> Yeah, I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but I hate to keep bringing it up. But what happened to uh, what's his name down there messing with stingrays and got stung? Yeah, Jeremy Steve uh, Irwin. Steve no, no, Irwin. Not, yeah, no, yeah, Steve yeah. Irwin got you stung know. in a heart by one. Terrible. You know, they do, do Jeremy Wade. I love watching his fishing stuff. He got a he got in the water one time that they and they they filled this pool full of. of Piranhas. Piranhas. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. No, no, piranhas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Piranhas. This dude gets in the middle of them to see if, if he could trigger them. And I'm thinking, by the time your crew even reached in the water to get to you, there's a significant part of your body missing. Right. Like, here's the question I have, honest to God. What's the upside of t- triggering a piranha? Exactly. What, what good is coming exactly. out of that? Exactly. What, what, like, what do you want? What are you trying to prove? <laughs> right, exactly. I, I, I'm trying I, to do everything I can not to piss off the piranha. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm tiptoeing by wherever the piranha is. My pops, man, my pops. We had like piranhas when I was growing up. So my pops is in there. He's he's cleaning the um, he's cleaning the the, the, the aquarium out. Was cleaning the aquarium out, and he and he um takes the piranhas out. The last piranha he takes out. When he takes them out, he puts them. But he starts eating through. He starts eating through the net. Oh. So my pops grabbed him. When he grabbed him, he took a big chunk out of his hand, right, his finger, right here. Oh my god! I'm not that like, and I hear him cussing. Oh, I'm like, oh man, what happened, pops? This damn piranha bit me. I mean, a big, big chunk, bro. Jesus. Big chunk. Oh my god! Five minutes later, bro. Five minutes later, I smell. That piranha was alive, dog. He threw it inside the hot grease, dog. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 my God. Are you serious? It was fried. Man. You fried it alive, dog. It was Are you serious? Oh, man. Five minutes later, man, I was like, what? We know what we're having for dinner. 
Oh my goodness. Oh my I said, God. man, my boss is my boss. He was Whoa. crazy, bro. He was crazy, man. Oh my god, that's awesome. All right. <laughs> See, right, right right now, my biggest adventure is I go outside yesterday. What's today? Friday, Wednesday. And and I'm with my grandson. <laughs> Peter has entered the chat. <laughs> what? Hey, <laughs> So, Barrett so, was just kidding. <laughs> that was a joke. Right. <laughs> oh my so, god! So I go outside. So I go outside with my grandson, and I'm looking at places I got to pull up weeds. And I look down, and I see this brownish, brownish tan ball of fur under this awning that's in well, my dining room. And I'm looking down, and I'm trying to figure out what the heck is this? A female mallard duck has taken the mulch and made a nest under. So I can't even go out there. I can't even work in my own a portion of my yard now so I don't disturb her nest. Oh, wow. And I go out there now. She's looking at me like, I wish you would put your hand under here. I yeah, really yeah, do. Too. Yeah, they can, yeah. They can be nasty. Yeah. They're, not, they're not like oh, yeah. geese, though. But if you snap, get within, though. Yeah, but if you get within 20 feet of geese and they have babies, they'll come after you. Ducks yeah. are, ducks are they'll, they'll, they'll go the other way quicker than they'll come after you. Yeah. But that duck, she's looking at me like, okay, go ahead. Put your hand under here while I'm nesting. I, know, I understand it's your property, but it's my turf until further yeah. notice. Exactly. <laughs> Oh my God, man! I saw this the other day, dog. Honest, good as I was. The other day, man, I'm driving and I'm driving through this park area, and uh, <laughs> I, see, <laughs> I see this car pulled off to the side, right? And I see all these, um, all these geese out there. You know, they're crossing the road and they're not letting anybody by. In fact, they start cars start turning around. Well, evidently, dog, the guy that is over pulled over by the police. Ran over like five, five of them. No, oh, five of them laying on the ground. Oh you no! Know, the police officer got him pulled over to the side. Oh no, that's a big fine. Oh, I'm like, yo, man. he had somewhere he had to go, bro. But I'm like, hey, bro. Oh man, he took out five geese. It was about five or six of them laying there, bro. Oh Jeez. no, 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 no. And that's why the other ones wouldn't leave anywhere because they're sitting with the, they're standing there with the ones that are, with that are dead. Yeah. Oh, man, they man. wouldn't leave the street, man. So I just. Turn it around and went around. Tell you what, business. though, if you know how to cook them, geese are pretty good. <laughs> I got a little restaurant over here, Peking. They served up too. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. This has gotten interesting. Um, I don't know what we're doing. It's Friday, man. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. You have to stay tuned. No, no. It's good, good Friday. It's good, good Friday. Good, Friday. good. Good, good. All right. Good, good. We'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll, uh, I don't know, we'll talk about fish or geese or steaks or something. Uh, and we'll get some, we'll mix in some football somehow, some way. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? All right. For Barrett, uh, Derek, I'm Rob. We're hanging out with you on a Friday. We are Sports Take. We'll be back. Uh, let's oh, talk pro action restoration. Yes. Pro action restoration. If you have a home, you have a business, you have a property that you own and Unfortunately, you go through the, the pain, the inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, mold damage to that property. You know it could be a challenge, right? And if you here's the other thing. If it hasn't happened to you, hopefully it doesn't. But take down this number, too, just in case so you're prepared. ProAction Restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I've gone through it. Uh, I had it happen to me at my parents' house, and I called them on a Saturday, and ProAction Restoration got right over there. They cleaned it up. The crew was professional. The price was right. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. Pro-Action Restoration will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, it could be water, could be fire, could be smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it. They can handle it. Give them a call, 
3760-610-623-3760 or online at proactionrestoration.com. That's proactionrestoration.com. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. What's up, everybody? Uh, Barrett will be back in a minute. There he is. Uh, that's Derek. I'm Rob. We're hanging out with you on this Friday. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let, let's go back to the Sixers for a second here, Derek, and then we'll get into our football segment at 2 o'clock. But, and Barrett's back with us. Um, they lose last night. Who cares? I mean, the game's immaterial, really, at this point. We, we know they're a three seed. We know they're most likely going to have the Nets. So, but, but let me just explain how, how this works, because there is a little bit of a chance they could play the Heat. So... Uh, and before we get into the decision to play hard and, and, and beat as much as they did. So uh, the Nets, who are the sixth seed right now, would play the Sixers uh, if this happens. The Nets' magic number is one. 
So what needs to happen is either they win a game, okay, or the Heat lose a game. Then they're locked in. That's the way it works. Then they're, they're absolutely a, a one seed. Uh, the Nets have Orlando and the Sixers. That's what they have left. The Heat have Washington and Orlando. That's what they have left. If the Heat win out, the Nets lose out, the Sixers would play the Heat in the first round. Um, if I'm a Sixers fan, I would much prefer the Nets. I don't think the Heat are great, but I want the Nets in that uh, in that option. Absolutely. Me too, bro. Me too, bro. The, 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 heat, the heat is not a very tall team, but they're an athletic team, and they know they can beat the Sixers. They've shown they can beat the Sixers in recent yep. years. Too many Wiley vets, man. Too dude. many Wiley vets on that team, dude. All and... I'm going to say is Jimmy, man. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, and Jimmy thrives in those moments. Yeah, he, he does. He, it's like it's, you know, oxygen to him. Not, know, not just Jimmy, but Hero. What's the name? Score the dude who hurt his finger last night. Strauss. Uh, yeah. I mean, Strauss. Yeah. Yep. Um, these dudes. And here's the thing. The Sixers are 28th in the league in transition defense. 28. What does, what does Miami like to do? Get up and down right. the court. Mm-hmm. Did you see how many, how many backdoor buckets they got off the Sixers? Deep? Now, obviously the Sixers weren't playing the sharpest basketball last night, but the heat get up and down the court. And that's not good for the 76ers. Should the 76ers beat them? Yes. Yep. But the Miami Heat is not, not afraid of the 76ers. Great point by Coach Marcus. Yep. A little bit. A little bit. There Sixers, you go. Uh, Heat, there you go. Dallas, they had a little kryptonite. Yeah, there I'm, you I'm go. with him. I'm with him. I think he's right uh, on you with know, Can you yeah. imagine if they bowed out in the first round of Miami? Uh, no. I, honestly, it would be awful. I, I will tell you this. It's, they're in a – this is a very difficult spot for them. Like, even if they don't get out of the second round, um, I don't know what you do because you're going to likely have the MVP. But you've tried so many permutations of guys around him over the years, and it hasn't worked. Not in not Joel's fault necessarily at all, but it's going to be awful because you still have Harris on another year of that awful deal that he signed. You know, what else do you do to really – Shake this thing up to the point where you make you put yourself in the conversation with Milwaukee and Boston. I don't know. I just this is going to come down to Embiid is going to have to go nuts. Harden's going to have to be really good, and the bench is going to have to show up. That's a lot of ifs. So, so let, let me ask you this, Rob. Um, since you have this ability to cast mojo and get people fired, if the 76ers don't get past the second round, give me your top three pecking order of who has to go. I think they'll. They, they, I think Harris is tradable because he's in the last year of his deal, which attracted the teams who were looking to just take on a salary and dump it and get it off the book books. I think he would be gone. I think they do everything they could to get rid of him. Um, I think that there's so much dead weight on the bench that a lot of those guys would be gone. Maxi survives. Harden, Harden thing. Harden's going to opt out. There was a report on the game last night. Whoever the, whoever's doing sideline, I don't. I was on the air, but I had it on. Uh, but somebody told me that he uh, he said that the Sixers were going to re-sign him no matter what, I, which I think is a mistake. I'm not doing the no matter what thing. Ooh, Let me see how I'm he does in the playoffs. Yeah, you yeah. know, before I do that, um, I, I think Doc. How do you how does Doc survive it? If yeah, they have I don't think playoff? he does. He can't. He can't survive this. He cannot. Three years in a row, and you get you know jettisoned in the second round. You can't. You, you I cannot. wonder what Daryl Morey does. Does Daryl Morey walk? Ooh. So I mean, I don't know that he walks away from the, the kind of money that he's being paid, but 
I don't know. It's clear you're not good enough if that's the case. All these decisions, man, we're talking about, man, are, are, are not too deep into the far future that they have to blow everything up, man. Um, it, it may be that even though, you know, Embiid may win an MVP, he's just not what the game is going to right now. The game right. has changed him, mm-hmm. has changed around him. And you may not want to build around him. Maybe you want to build around another guard. Um, that's what other teams that have success have done, build around guards and stretch. Yeah, wings. It's all about the wings. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, maybe that's what you do. You can still keep him beat, but not build around him. Build around a wing player that can get you there. Mm-hmm. Well, if you look yeah. at the better teams, they have multiple wing players. They have three or four sharp shooters. You know, anytime, and, and I'm still trying to get, come to grips with the, this this new NBA game. You see dudes driving the paint. They'll pass up a layup and kick it back outside for a three. Right. Instead of taking a short two, they, they dump it back out for the three. And you got mad bombers across the league. And the better teams in the league have multiple shooters. And you're right. They may keep and beat. But they may build the, the future roster in a different way so that you've got multiple sharpshooters, which would affect Embiid scoring 33, 34 points a game, but could still be effective in the right structure. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's you look at the teams that are doing well right now. Just look at the two teams that are ahead of them uh, the Celtics, both the Celtics and the um, Milwaukee have done that. And, and it's working for them, man. Um, I, at this point, you know, you got. Chris Middleton, uh, you know, he's a stretch guy. Uh, you know, of course, you know, you could you could say that Brooke Lopez is a, a is, is a, a three-point guy, stretch threes, guy. Yeah. yeah, you know, so it's just a different game. You know, you look at the Celtics, they're all their guys are stretch players, yeah. you know, they play out on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. All of them do, you know what I mean? So they only really have a center. That's the way the league is going to. Yeah, and and on you're right, Barrett. And on top of that, they just simply don't have the amount of weaponry that these other teams have. They don't have as many bodies. Right, Boston right. would throw way more bodies off you. Like, you look at the bench, what Milwaukee and Boston are bringing off the bench. The Sixers bench doesn't even compare. Nope. So you're asking – like, this is going to come down to Embiid every night, like 35, 40, 15, every night. And, and, and that's fine. You could say, hey, dude, if you're the MVP, that's what you got to do. And that's fine, but he has a slightly off night. Who's picking up the the the, the load for him? I, I don't know. I really don't know. Who is. I don't mm. feel like there's anybody able capable no, of doing that. No, no, no. I don't see it either, man. I really don't see it, man. And I hope uh, I'm wrong. I hope I hope, we, I hope the two the three of us are sitting here in three weeks and we're like, this is unbelievable what they're doing. I mean, they're playing great basketball. I hope we're all I hope we're all wrong. But I can only tell you what I what I've seen all year, and I and I don't I can't stand Boston, but I got to give Boston credit. They they defend the Sixers really well. They do a great job on Maxi. Uh, you know, Joel gets his obviously, but they're gonna have they're gonna throw Hor- Horford's just gonna beat on him in a seven game series. Or, you know, and, and you're, step outside and bust threes. Yeah, you're gonna have Jalen Brown even play the other night, and they barely won. Jalen Brown's gonna play with with Tatum. I mean, come on, man. Tatum Williams White. Uh, Brogdon, all those smart. guys, Mark, smart, Marcus Smart, yep, all them perimeter games, bro. Yeah, all those guys. So, yeah, all right. Well, let, let, listen, we'll we'll see. So, what they have left is tonight in Atlanta, 
and then Sunday against Brooklyn. Then they'll have a little bit of time to rest while the playing games go. Let me give you those uh, real quick with the uh, what the play playing games are looking at like right now. So Miami, like we said, can still sneak into that sixth spot. If that's the case, then they're out of the play-in. But right now it's Miami, Atlanta, Toronto, and the Bulls in the, in the mm. play-in games. So you would go 7-10 matchup would be the Heat and the Bulls. And then the eight nine would be the Hawks and the Raptors. They're they're the that's mm. your matchups would be in the East. In the West, it would be the Lakers against Oklahoma City, and it would be the Pelicans against the T Wolves. Right now, the Mavs are on the outside looking in. So that's what you have right now, uh, in in both conferences. All right, let's uh, let's come back and we'll look at the top ten edge rushers coming out in the draft and which of those guys fits the Eagles scheme. Who could be a good piece for the Eagles? We'll do all that. When we come back, we get some good birthdays and movies. And by the way, later in the show, in the final segment, we'll look back at the best two-sport athletes uh, that have played, that have graced the uh, the field. So we'll do that as well. Derek, Barrett, Rob, Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. And they're experts trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal and stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. You go to their Facebook or Instagram page for a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. First Trust Bank is there for you. Seven, seven, three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams 
deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. up gang what's up final uh hour of the program here we are sports take jacob sports youtube network on this uh good friday hope you're having a good friday that's derek that's barrett i'm rob all right let's hit a couple things here guys um for starters i don't know if you guys remember this in january 21st so yeah we're talking about a little ways back uh there was some incident with joe mixon uh in cincinnati oh downtown um, yeah so yeah, there's a there, there was a charge, and then the charge was was gone, and now it's back. So um, it, it's a a misdemeanor, aggravated menacing charge against him for an alleged incident in January. So allegedly, Mixon pointed a gun at a woman uh, January 21st, the day the Bengals traveled to face the Bills. Initial charge was dismissed uh, less than 24 hours after it was filed. Florida authorities said that uh, during the court proceeding that they reserve the right to refile the case upon gathering further evidence. Um, so they, they have resubmitted it. So we'll, mm. we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. You know, Joe's had some, he's had a, a lengthy history here uh, going back to his college days. So uh, we'll see what ends up happening, but yeah, the, the charges were brought back um, against him. Who knows? Jeez. Who knows? All right. So there's that. It doesn't make sense, man. Why? Come on, man. I don't know. I know. I don't know. It's I, I don't have an answer. I, I don't. Um, this one's uh, I always keep my eye on, on sort of like connect the dot sort of moves. And, and it's it sounds like a nothing move, but maybe it's a something move that we're getting close. So the Jets signed former pack up Packer backup. He's been he's bounced around a little bit. Tim Boyle. Gunner, I know you know who he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he goes he goes to New York. Um, he finished last season with the Bears. But he goes back and he's reunited with Nathaniel Hackett, who was in Green Bay. I, I know that he was friendly with Rodgers as well. I don't know how much to read into that, if that has anything to do with anything. But, you know, maybe it's just the Nathaniel Hackett connection. But he'll go go there and maybe be their third stringer, I would guess, behind Wilson well, as the two and whoever ends yeah. up being the one. They've already committed to Wilson as the two, so he would definitely be the three at the best. Yeah. But, it, but here's another – Bring in some, bring in more people familiar with Brett uh, with Brett with Aaron. Exactly. Bring in some more of Aaron's people. You got the offensive coordinator, a receiver, and now backup quarterback. Uh, and there's still the possibility they may try to bring in Randall Cobb, who's one of his closest friends, mm-hmm. as a slot receiver. Yeah, you just keep bringing it in. I, th- I thought it was interesting. Interesting that Andrew Brandt said he felt that Green Bay had the leverage here in this case because I've been split down the middle. I go back and forth with this every day in terms of who has the leverage the longer this thing lingers. Um, and, and getting it from an insider who has been on both sides of the table as an, as an agent and as a negotiation, negotiator for an organization, when he jumped up and said he thought Green Bay had the advantage, I'm like, wow, 
Um, to me, the only person that has the advantage in this whole thing is Aaron. Because mm-hmm. Aaron can blow this up, you know. If I'm the Jets, I want guarantee he's going to play beyond 2023. Mm-hmm. If play he's this actually, year. How about that? Just this year. Know, well, he's already said he wants to play for the Jets. He came out and said that after Green Bay said, came out and said, we're moving on. He came out and said, we, I, I want to play for the Jets. Okay, so that's etched in stone. How long do you want to play for the Jets? Are you going to give us Tom Brady years? Are you going to give us at least three? Which will put you at forty-one, forty-two when you're done. What do you get? I mean, what, so he's got I, he's got two years left on this deal, right? Yeah, yeah two years. Yeah. I don't know that you're going to get him to commit beyond that. You know, he might I, commit beyond this year. Well, that right, exactly. Like I, that that was, and you're right. That's one of Andrew's Andrew's points. Was like, are we going to give a ton up here? And he walks after one year because he's exactly he's a flaky dude, and I'm being kind. He's 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 different. I don't know. He may hate it in New York. Who knows with this guy? He's a very unpredictable person. But what the thing is, though, if he goes up and he has a team right now to compete in the division number one. So if they're winning games, I, it'd be hard for me to say that he wouldn't want to stay there and 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 build something there. I right agree, now. Barrett. You know, it, because even if you like, I think they're going to be good defensively. Yeah, I think yeah. he's got some weapons on the, he's got better weapons on the outside than he had last year in, in, in New York, at least absolutely from an established he absolutely standpoint. Than he's ever had in Green Bay. If right. Brees Hall's healthy, he's got a really good running back. Uh, he's like, got a good defense, a really good defense. Yeah. So I, I think there's great potential there. Yeah. You know, if he ends up going there to have success. But you never know, man. He might listen to the crystals. The crystals tell him you shouldn't play this well. The crystals. <laughs> Never know with him, man. You know, get some bad peyote or something. You know what I'm oh, saying? I, I, you I, never I, know, bro. It's, it's just I, I, who knows? I, I, I can't try and figure. Get him, Aaron Rodgers head. So it, it, we'll see what ends up happening. But at least his his old backup, who was his buddy, uh, ends up going there, and we'll see what ends up happening with that. Um, you know, really beyond that, it's there. There hasn't been a lot of movement. Um, you know, with anything. You know, we're still in a holding pattern with Lamar Jackson. We're still in a holding pattern with Aaron Rodgers. We're in a holding pattern as far as extensions go, in particular with Jalen Hurts. It's been, you know, just sort of that time period. It's weird. The NFL has very few slow periods. We're in a little bit of one right now, you know, until the draft hits. And then you have it right before camp. And that's it. They're the only two really times a year for 12 months a year that, that there's even a little bit of a lull. And it's kind of a little bit of a lull. You know for sure, but um, all right, let's uh, let's look at the edge rushers here, guys, that are coming out. Uh, you know, we do this and we kind of rank them, but it's also just digging into the player, you know, himself. And I'll, I'll throw the obvious one, and you guys tell me if, if he's if there's anybody else that you think goes first over him. I, I'd be happy to hear it, but Will Anderson from Alabama, uh, 6'4, 243. You know, a guy who's been a dominant player throughout his career with the Crimson Tide. I mean, is there any rusher going ahead of him on the edge? Oh, uh, no. No, 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 no. I think I he's think so. got that locked up um, in terms of his, his status being that elite edge rusher. You know, a lot of years you have guys who are considered interchangeable parts in all the draft you know, pundits. You know, half pick one, other half pick the other, and you know, and and fifty percent's right and fifty percent's wrong. I think in this case, he's a clear cut favorite to be the first one off the board, first edge rusher off the board this year. Yeah, Barry, how about you? Um, is there somebody you like better? No, 
Oh, okay. I like better. And you know, would he look good in that that midnight green? Ooh. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, could he be right around there at ten? I think he will be. Mm-hmm. Do you? Oh. You think he'll be? You think he'll last the ten? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I oh. mean, who, who? Who? I'm trying to think of who wouldn't take Carr. Who wouldn't take Gonzalez? Uh, who wouldn't take the four quarterbacks? Who wouldn't take um, Bijan Robinson? You know what? That's that's uh, that's nine right there, isn't it? That's well, nine guys right there. Okay, so yeah, let, let, let's look at it then. Let's let's go through it. So, uh, oh, by the way, um, Chris Mortensen is reporting that the Panthers like Bryce Young better than C.J. Stroud. See that? So, yeah, I, I think we sort that. of. Just- it would be Stroud, but that you know, more that's a very credible source there saying that. Um, so anyway, uh, the, the he, all right, let's this is the draft order Carolina is going quarterback, agreed. Yes, yes, Houston goes quarterback, agreed. Yes, absolutely. Okay, could Arizona take Will Anderson at three? Yes, yes, that's where he could go, B. Yes, or Chicago, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Well, all right. So, well, but, but let's let's just continue to play it out. Indianapolis quarterback, right? Yep. Seattle, a possibility on the yes. edge. Yes. The way they're spending money on defense, yes. And or Detroit to put him on the other side of Hutchinson, maybe. Um, you know what? It, you're right. Will Anderson will go either to the Cardinals, Seattle, or Detroit. You're right. You're absolutely right. All right. Well, then let, let's jump to the to the second. And by the way, he you know he, Anderson was just an unreal player throughout his career at Pat. Absolutely, but absolutely. Now where it, it gets interesting when you get past him because there's a couple different guys. I know. Well, Barry, I'll let you talk about him because I know you bring him up a lot. Miles Murphy, the kid out of Clemson. Uh, he is six five, two seventy five. He also runs like you know a four five forty too. He is it, all the intangibles and tangibles are there with this guy. And, you know, he, he can heat it up from the outside. We're, we're talking about a guy that in Miles Murphy that he he should have been – he should have played better than what he played, but he still played at a very, very high level. He was a blue-chip All-American. He was all that coming out of um, high school. He played very, very well, very, very well. You know what I'm saying? But will he be there at number 10? I think he will be there at number 10. But is there somebody else that I want there at number 10 that we can get? I, I I would say yes. I would definitely say yes. Okay. I okay. think he'll be there, but I don't think we pick a lot. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you when we get to my guy. Okay. Okay. Um, again, I'm just throwing out the guys that I like. This is my order. It could be any order you guys want to jump on. But um, Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech, 6'6", 275. Mm-hmm. Just, just a specimen. Um, he, he won't he, be there. You think he'll, <laughs> he, he won't? No, he'll, he'll be gone. gone. Okay. He'll be gone. He's, he's, he's one of the best. Um, as far as raw talent, size, speed, um, he doesn't make it past eight. Believe that. You know okay. what I'm saying? He yeah. won't make it past eight. He's that talented as a player that he won't make it past eight. All he's right. one of the guys I would love to have, but he just he's just too good. He's just really too good. All right. All right. Um now now this is where it gets interesting because he's a he's slight of size, but that's he my makes guy. Up for, in a lot of other areas. Yeah, I feel like this is where you're going. Nolan Smith out of Georgia. Absolutely. Nolan okay. Smith will be there at 10. Can you imagine this? Just put this in your brain. You've got on one side, Nolan Smith, 
runs a 4 3 40 at 235, 240, mm-hmm. six foot two. And on the other side, you got Hassan Reddick. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. That's some heat coming up. And, and then this kid is strong, too. He started he started half the season as a rookie, I mean, uh, as a freshman, and then started all three years after that. Mm-hmm. He's strong enough to set the edge against big, big At tackles. that school, by the way, that's saying something. You, you know what I mean? Like, the, the, the whole freshman thing's a big deal. At a, where you're exactly. Leaving. You have you know, guys who are sitting on the bench who could go dominate somewhere else who, who you know, don't get opportunities. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. So – he can set the edge. He's strong enough to set the edge. He can be an every down defensive end at this level. An every down defensive end. You don't have to take him off on run plays. He's strong enough to go against run. He's fast enough to get around the corner. He runs a 4-3-40. He can run straight through you. He has great ankle bend. He has a high motor. That first step getting off the ball. I want Smith to wear eagle green. That's you my think, And you think he'll be there at 10? Yes, I do. Okay. I well, if you look at the if you look at the Eagles mo, they like their their edge rushers to be a little bit on the smaller side. Brandon Graham six two, Derek Barnett six two, Teron Jackson six two. They like their they like their edge rushers to be smaller and quicker off the edges, you know. And you look at a lot of these teams now have gone to the smaller, quicker edge rushers. You know, the days of the six five six six guys coming off the edge, you know, they start moving them inside. Get your hands up. Try to bat passes down. Try to disrupt a quarterback's uh, sight. Uh, you know, line of sight looking down the middle of the field. They yep. move the bigger guys inside and bring the NASCAR guys from the outside now. So Nolan Smith fits that Eagles criteria of what they're looking for in edge rushers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you worry? So the, so the knock is he's only 235. He's essentially uh, a glorified third down specialist. Uh, mm. Again, that's that that's the, the knock. Other people will tell you this guy can play any down anywhere. He, he is, man. He's he, he's strong enough to play it, man. And and when I break down film on him, I'm not breaking down film of him playing against you know little sisters of the poor. I'm not looking at him breaking down film on uh, on Tulane or 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 you know um, you know yeah Virginia some squ- some squid some some homecoming team. They're I'm usually- talking about Clemson. Yeah, the big Alabama. Ones. Yeah, Florida State. I'm I'm seeing them beat those guys up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Film worth, you know, that I'm looking at other guys. I'm watching the tackles that I'm trying to break down and how he's beating up on the tackles I'm seeing that I'm breaking down on another team. Mm-hmm. This kid can play every single down, bro. He's strong enough to play every single. It, it feels quick. like a lot of the same knocks you heard on Hassan Reddick. It's absolutely. It absolutely is the same knocks you know. And what does he do? Play every single down. Yep. All right. All right. That's a that's a good one. Uh, good information on that one. Uh, now we get into sort of that five range. That BJ Ojolari, the kid out of LSU, um, who like all, I, all these guys, I think will be there. You know, yep. as we as we get to that point. Lucas Van Ness. Ness. Lucas Van Ness. His name. Luca Van. Lucas Van Ness. Yeah, the kid out of I- Iowa. Yep. Yes. Yep. Um. He might. I think he's going to be there. He might not be there, but even if he is there, I don't know if I could draft a guy who didn't even start. You know what I'm saying? At Iowa, he wasn't even a starter. He was a third down specialist. Mm-hmm. Now he did wreak havoc when he was on the field. Whenever he was on the field, he was out there making things happen. Yeah, but he never played on 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 first and second down. He was only there on passing situational downs. Yeah. And he he is a specimen, you know, for yeah, what it's is. worth. Like he's that guy, and you know, he's gigantic, he's fast, and all that. So, but also, well, you know, he can play in the inside and the outside. Yep. 
the one guy that came out of the combine that that really had scouts whispering was this kid out of uh, Northwestern named Adatamiwa Adabare. Yep. Inside, yeah. Yeah, he's he's only 6'2", another smallish guy. But this kid, he ran a 4.49. He bench-pressed uh, 30 times. He squatted 685. Mm. All the all the drills he did, the cone drills, the shuttle drills, he, like, broke all these records, you know, at the combine. And people were like, who's this kid? He was okay. And he started looking at his numbers and stuff and said, wait a minute. This kid's – I don't think he's a first-day edge rusher. But here's another guy. You find – you find in the second or third round, you don't. You may not know his name, mm-hmm. but you're gonna learn about his game real quick. Mm-hmm. If he I like gets that. The right defense, you know what I'm saying? I like that. You don't yeah. know his game. You don't know you his game. Name. You'll learn his you name his real name. quick. <laughs> and then you got another name, you know, bigger guy named Isaiah Foskey out of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, they they don't know if he's gonna be a D tackle or if he's gonna be an uh, edge rusher. But as an edge rusher, Notre Dame, this dude was a pain in the butt. I mean, 6'5", 265 pounds, ran a four or five. You know, and he has attributes, and you know what the Eagles like. Well, under Jonathan Gannon, they did. They like to move. They like on certain downs. They like to move their DNs to the tackle spot, and vice versa. Yeah, you know. So they like a guy who can be who can be a, a what do you what, what do you call him a, a a a a utility specialist. He's not just a one dimensional player. Mm-hmm. Um, and this kid out of Notre Dame is that. So you know, we we everybody talks about the big names, but there could be some even bigger names, and, and like. Number number five through number twelve in terms of pecking order of, of edge rushers coming out of college this year. Well, I, I you know I, let let's talk about how we think this may play out. Like I I think anything could happen at ten for this for a couple of reasons. I think they could easily trade down. I think there's a slight chance of trading up, but this is where you're keeping your eye on the Jalen Carter types. If they start falling, you're going to, you're going to stay pat and see if you can maybe luck out and just get them. I think 10 is absolutely can go a lot of different ways, but they very could very well could stay there. I think 30 is almost a guarantee. They move down. They, they move down. I think yeah. that also, I think they need to dread. I mean, they need to be and teams know it though, but they need to need, they need more picks, you know, fourth, fifth and sixth round. Yep. Yeah, they do. No picks there. Nope. You go, um, you go two first round, one second, one third, and then you don't pick again until the seventh. Seventh round. That, it's that's two gonna drive, That's yeah. going to drive Howie yeah. mad. Oh, he, there's no chance he <laughs> plays out. He's like going to go crazy. He's going to be pacing mm-hmm. at the Novacare. I, I don't think he can do it, man. Yeah. I don't think he See, can do it. See, the thing is, if you if you move up, whoever you trade up with is not going to just swap first round picks. They want something else. They want some other collateral. Which means you got to give up another uh, round pick. Well, we only have five other picks to play with. What are you giving up? Exactly. Because even if you trade out of that thirtieth spot, if you give up that that number ten spot and another pick, basically you're back to even again. Right. You know. You, you, you see what I'm saying? So it's not yep. like you gained any additional picks. As a matter of fact, if you gave up the third rounder, if you move up. Giving up a ten and a third rounder, that means you would go like first, second round, and hopefully, if you trade out of the thirtieth spot, you get a fourth or fifth or sixth round pick, and then you get you get a fourth or fifth, but you lose that third round pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, you trade down out of out of from thirty into whatever somewhere in the high second round. You, you, it's cheaper for you. You're going to get a comparable player. You know. Uh, you could potentially then recoup some of the some of the middle. I mean, there's a lot of different things they could do. We we know how he's creative, you know, with this stuff. Um, 
So I, let me ask you, so Brian throws this out there. Um, he thinks he's too small, meaning Smith. Don't care what he did. Mike Mamula had all that. I, I, you know, look. It, it, Mike Mamula did not have that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Just because they were both smaller doesn't mean they're the same guy. No, that's not even the closest to being a small guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to look at the tape. Looking at the tape, you'll see how he jumps out at you. Looking at the tape, see how he's able to set the edge on outside running plays. Looking at the tape, he's able to run through, not around, but run through offensive tackles. Mm-hmm. When you look at the tape, watch how he spreads himself wide and, 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 and go around the corner and still reach and knock the ball down. He's refined that. Even if you start out, start him out as a situational player and just have him in on third downs, you'll get banged for the buck. Mm-hmm. That's what you get with him. He is not too small. He plays way bigger than um, what he uh, what he looks, and he's strong as an ox, man. So just watch watch tape on him, and then you know watch tape on him. Then Monday we'll sit we'll have a discussion, man. Just watch okay. tape on him. All right, let me give you a couple other names. When you look at him, you, you, he's right, bro. When you look at him, he doesn't yeah, he, look like he should be there, but right. Just watch how strong he is in the way he plays. Uh, the other guys, Jared Verse of Florida State. Is is a guy who's you know considered mm. top ten. Uh, Will McDonald of Iowa State uh, is a top ten guy in a lot of rankings. I'm gonna yep. mess up this name. Uh, Laya Two Latu. Laya Two Latu. Yeah, L A I A T U, L A T U. Laya mm. Laya Atu Latu of UCLA. He's one of Chips guys. Uh, and then uh, Andre Carter of Army. Andre Carter is 6'7", 260 coming off the edge. That's a that's a large human being coming off the edge. Uh, he ran Zach a 46040. Woo! 46040, yes. Man. Uh, uh, but, you know, it, it, it hurts him because he's he's from he's from the armed forces, and, you know, they don't run a lot in that, um, you know, when they play the teams. Yeah, that play. the past uh, yeah. passing game. Well, if you, if you want to go with size, Ohio State has been breeding – Nothing but superior edge rushers over the last several years. Yeah. And you got a kid named Zach Harrison who's 6'6, 275 pounds, who ran a 441. Yeah. Now that <laughs> you want to talk about speed coming off the edge. And when you look at what they've done with the Bosa brothers, Chase Young, so on and so forth, Ohio State knows how to get maximum effort Good out point. of guys coming off the edge. Good and point. so there's another kid. I mean, that's a big, that's a big specimen running a four four, mm. carrying 275 pounds on his frame. That's so, ridiculous. That's what that is. It is. Now he, that, he's he's probably a second day draft pick, but he could be one of the steals of the draft if you pick this kid. Six six two seventy five running a four four. Damn. Yeah. Well, well, how about a kid we um we we know his brother. His brothers went to Chicago, but Nick Herbig. Yes, oh, yeah. Nate, Nate's brother. Yep. Yeah. So all he know. does is make plays. Yep. I think he'll be more of an inside linebacker um, when he makes that transition. Yeah. But, you know, hey, Jim Leonard, Jim Leonard up in Wisconsin, man, he turns out defensive players. Yeah, he does. It's one thing. And in Herbick, you know, I think Herbick is better than his brother. You know, I mean, obviously his brother was an offensive lineman, but. Everything I saw in the kid was a much better athlete overall. And every time you watch Wisconsin, this dude's making 8, 10, 12, 15 tackles a game. Didn't make a difference who they were playing. Right. You know. And plus, he can, he can drop back in coverage also. So well, that's he might be. Too. Yeah. He can do that, too. He does it very yeah. well. 
what how likely considering you 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 know you resigned Brandon Graham, but you also know Brandon Graham's up there in age and it's a one year deal. You have Josh Sweat, uh, you have Hassan Reddick. How Derek Barnett for another year. How how reasonable, I guess, is it? How realistic is it that they do take an edge guy? You know, if they're sitting there at 10, if they don't move out of 10. You know how he loves the trenches, man. And I just can't see them leaving the number 10 pick without bringing uh, an, uh, uh, either offensive or defense alignment into the fold. I just see it happening, man. That's why I say I'm, I'm kind of bullish on Nolan Smith being the guy. He's going to mm. be the guy. Well, look, they've had great success with Reddick. I mean, they and they know how to utilize him. Remember, yep. that's one of the things we were talking about last year after they signed him, probably this time last year or whenever, whatever the date was, was, boy, I hope they use him right. Because Arizona didn't for the beginning of his career, then did at the end, and then Matt Rule did in Carolina, but we weren't sure if Jonathan Gannon was going to utilize him right. And they, I, maybe it took him a minute, but they figured it out pretty quick. And they got the most out of him that anybody's ever gotten out of him. Yep. That I, they wouldn't have a problem signing a guy like Smith simply because his what he did what he did on film just is just outweighed anything else. You know, even even more than I saw it, um, even more than I saw a Walker from last year being the number one pick. Mm-hmm. I think he kind of outshot him even then. Mm-hmm. And Walker went the number one pick to Jacksonville. Right. Mm-hmm. So I thought he was even better. Yeah, I hear you. All right, let's uh, let's hit it. Let's come back and uh, we'll dig into. Uh, unless there's anything else you guys want to hit with with the Eagles and and uh, in the NFL, is there any other any other, anything else you guys wanted to dig into? That's we it. always find something. All right, yeah, we'll come back and we will do uh, a little revisit. We'll hit some chat section. If you have any questions, put the question mark in front of it. And we will, we will uh, be happy to, to grab those when we come back. We'll do some birthdays and also the best two-sport athletes uh, that have ever lived. We'll do that when we get back as well. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, uh, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk now about Razor Technology and managed IT services. Yes, Razor Technology's comprehensive managed service provider solution delivers constant monitoring, on-demand assistance, and rapid issue resolution. Through data vetted and insight-driven implementation, they strengthen your existing IT resources with both human power and expertise that reduces security risk and downtime while enhancing organizational efficiency and productivity. They are a strategic resource for adaptive and fast-growing companies that need help selecting, implementing, and managing their IT services. Their goal? is bigger than just one project, one problem, or one upgrade. It's improving the overall functioning of their partners and helping them achieve their business objectives through an ongoing synergistic relationship. Give the IT team at Razor Technology the freedom to refocus by augmenting their reach with Razor Technology. Contact Razor now and learn how their managed systems can provide, managed services can protect and advance, enhance your business by calling 866 797-3282-866-797-3282 or visit them online at razor-tech.com that's razor-tech.com
Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Good Friday. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. Uh, let's get a couple questions. Duck, uh, what is going on up in New England? Uh, this is a good question. Um, they're trying to salvage, I think, Mac Jones, um, smartly bringing in Bill O'Brien. They made a big mistake Belichick did last year with what he did. Um, yeah, he did. Matt Patricia. Patricia nonsense. Um, so we'll see, I, you know, we'll see if he can be salvaged at this point. I, I don't, I don't know that how, how much that year set him back. I still don't know that he has great weapons there either on top of everything. else. No, but he didn't have great re- weapons his rookie year when he, really? he went on a tear. Um, and I think, I think the Patriots mindset right now is we saw the potential as a rookie and we took a setback with organizational disc- decisions last year. Now mm-hmm. let's get him with somebody who understands the quarterback position, and let's see if that individual, Bill O'Brien, can bring out the best in him. You invested a first-round pick in him for a reason. You can't give up on him uh, after two seasons. So I think that's a smart move by the Patriots organization to at least get him a quarterback-friendly coach to try to get him back to what he was and build on that. 
buy that. Uh, Mr. Taz, uh, what round do you see the Eagles drafting a putter? Because there's no way we deal with <laughs> and his noodle leg. Okay. First of all, yes, I agree. Uh, I, I don't know that they'll draft one, but Sippos won't be back. We all agree on that. There's no prayer that that happens. No. Well, here's what I see. They have three seventh round picks. They might spend one of those picks on a punter. Maybe. They might. Maybe. Maybe. You don't think so, B? No. They might. No. Sign a uh, free agent, rookie free agent. Or hard-headed. They're hard headed to a fault, man. You mm. know what I'm saying? That, that's their guy. They love their guy. All right. You think uh, Sippos is coming back? Yeah. Oh, oh you oh. think he's coming back? Yeah. Oh, oh man. Sippos is back, man. Oh, oh. boy. Man. I don't I, look. Yeah, I hope Rob you're wrong, nuts. man. I really hope you're wrong. I can't deal with another year. Of I, I want to be wrong too. Oh, but we're man. talking about a team oh. that they just they they bullheaded about it, man. They're they're, they're bullish on 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 Damn. him. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I, Yacht, I'll be honest with you, man. I don't know enough about the fight to to tell you. Uh, I know you you say they're both undefeated. I believe you. I I don't know. I I haven't followed boxing closely enough uh, in latter years to know what's going on. Do you got either one of you guys know anything no, no, about this fight? No, no. All right. I'll keep it real. I, I don't know. I, I watch right. boxing, but I, I, I go more towards names and I'm not familiar with either one of these guys. So I, I'm not going to sit here and say okay. I have an inkling of an idea. Same here. Uh, if the Sixers don't make it past the second round, and I think it's almost impossible, who are the realistic possibilities? Oh, good question, Chris. Um, do they go the, do they go the veteran guy? kind of route do they grab somebody off of a bench of a team that's been highly successful or do they go with hinky again and and, and blow oh, it all up <laughs> yeah i'll tell you who's floating out there ume odoka who you was with yep. austin who got fired for the you know the whatever the dalliance he had mm-hmm. um that, that's a possibility maybe that wouldn't surprise me do you think it's too soon to get him back in the game do you think an organization would want that do you think I, I think if, if he's if you do enough that he shows enough uh, attrition uh, yeah. for what he did and you can get the whole, hey, we've been assured that, you know, he knows that he made a mistake and he everybody makes mistakes and we're about second chances. No, I don't. I think somebody if they don't, somebody will. He was that good, man. He was that uh, he, good. Yeah. I mean, what he did in one year in Boston, um, there are a lot of there are a lot of teams out there that might look the other way and bring him in um, hoping that, Hey, if we get some players in here, think about what he could do for us. Right. But, and I, but, I, but there's teams also, ah, we don't want to go down that road. I we know. don't want the media scrutiny, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So, yeah. You know? Yeah. I hear you. Uh, Parlay, any news of the Phillies and uh, the, the first baseman. So uh, Bryce in the first baseman. So a couple of things. Bryce took BP today and went yard with at least one of them. Uh, Barrett mm-hmm. and I were, were looking at the video earlier. Um, the bad news on the first baseman, Derek Hall needs surgery on his on his thumb, right thumb. He's out at least a couple of months. I, I, there's no good news there. It's it stinks. So they're down two first basemen now. They uh they they are they're stretching it real thin uh, at this point. But you know it is what it is. You, you got the good thing is it's early. You'd rather have injuries now than. September, right? If, if you want to look at any kind of positive. Um, when you go later in the season like that, when you, you know, when you're winning, you go to the World Series, you go to Super Bowl, you go all that stuff, NBA Finals, it shortens your window of, of healing. And, yeah. you know, 
sometimes that takes mm-hmm. its toll, especially on older players. Yep. Uh, so what was the other one? Uh, would you bring okay, A. Thomas? Would you bring in T. Y. Hilton to replace Quez, but not to replace Quez, but as like Pascal or a mentor role? He gave Dallas a little bit. He gave Dallas one play. Yeah, against the Eagles. <laughs> Sheesh. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So no, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Pass on. Yeah, pass on yeah but that one play, that one play. Set Eagles fans off for over two weeks. They talked about that play. That one play, obviously, it was because it was the Dallas Cowboys, but he showed that burst. But you're right. I don't see them bringing him in here. No. no. All right. Um, yeah, you, if you want to continue to throw questions our way, we will We will certainly answer them. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, what's the matter? Griffin Renzi. Derek Hall got hurt because his name is spelled wrong. Right, Diga? It's <laughs> oh, <that's, that's> tough. <laughs> tough. I, I cannot honestly answer that question. Yeah. Direct, it sounds like. Um, so, <laughs> uh, Derek. Derek. All right. Let's... Uh, if you call me that, I'll kill you. That's right. Um, two sport athletes. Now, we've seen some in our lifetime for sure. Uh, there have been others from back in the day who have been great at multiple sports, but Look, for my money, and it's a shame had he stayed healthy, uh, you know, he, he I think he goes down as the best ever. He, I think he still yep. might go down as the best ever. It's it's Bo Jackson, right? I mean, is there yeah, any no question? question? No question. Bo knows. Yeah, because he was great in both sports he played. Like, we'll, I'm sure we'll get to Dion in a second. Dion was a great football player, a good baseball player, but he wasn't the mm-hmm. level of Bo Jackson in baseball. No. Kansas City had a diamond in the rough, and they knew it. Yep. They absolutely knew it. Bo was it's ridiculous what, what he could do, man. He could run track if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. He could he could he could he went to the Olympics. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Easy. He could do whatever he wanted to do, uh, is what Bo Jackson could do. He was just unbelievable on so many different levels, man. Um so yeah, well, so would you go Dion to? I would have to. You'd have to. Uh you know what? Because because he was playing fo- football and baseball simultaneously, you know he'd play for the Atlanta Braves, hop on a plane and go play Sunday for the Atlanta Falcons. He did. I know he I played mean, in the, he played in the Super Bowl and played in the World Series. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Wild. That's crazy. But I don't know if you could top Bob Hayes, man. Bullet yeah. Bob. Bob yeah. won a Bob won a a gold medal, mm-hmm. and then the Hall of Fame, ain't it? Is, is believe, he in the Hall of Fame? I, I believe yes. he is. He's a Hall yeah. of Famer, also. Yep. So how do you do that? How do you go out and run a four by one and win a gold medal, then come back to Dallas? I hate it was Dallas, and become a Hall of Famer. Yeah, it is crazy. Yeah, it is. Didn't yeah. Jet do that also? Jet ran. Um, Jet, James Will, Jet, James yeah. Jet, and Willie Gold also ran. They did. Game. Willie Gold. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll give you one um, that's crazy. I mean, he he ultimately in the pros only played one sport, but Dave Winfield. Yes. So Dave Absolutely. Winfield, how nuts was this? So in college at Minnesota, he played baseball and basketball. He was drafted by the Padres in baseball, yep. by the Atlanta Hawks in the NBA. He was drafted by the Utah Jazz in the ABA, and then the Minnesota Vikings in the NFL. <laughs> Well, he helped he helped lead the University of Minnesota to the 1972 Big Ten basketball title. Mm-hmm. 
And then he was such an accomplished baseball player. But yeah, but you're right. But I remember that was headline news when he was drafted in all those sports. And he, he really struggled with what he wanted to do. He was just that versatile. Yeah, that's, um, that's crazy. I'll give you one. Not so much on a pro level. Danny Ainge. Yes. And this, Danny Ainge is, to this day, the only player that came out of high school who was named an All-American in three sports in high school. Mm-hmm. Not all conference, not all city, All-American in three sports in high yeah. school. Yeah. Wow, I didn't he know pl- that. He yeah. played. He played Major League Baseball. He played for the Blue Jays. Yes, he did play for Toronto before he yes, went and played for the Celtics. Hit That's a right. home run. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He played both. I mean, he he could have he could have tried to pull that off. I mean, he was that talented. What did he play in football? He was a quarterback. He was a quarterback in high school. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'll give you one. I'll give you a female, Babe Dietrichson Zaharias. Mm. You may not be familiar with her, right? And this is way before Title Nine. But in 1932, Women's Track and Field Championships, uh, she won so many events that she claimed the, ch- the team championship by herself. She put up enough points where no one else had to even do anything else for the what? team. Yes. Yeah. She entered the Olympics oh, yeah. that year, setting records in the javelin hurdles and high jumps. Uh, she later took up golf and became the greatest female golfer of her time. She won 10 majors, earning a spot in the World Golf Hall of Fame. Mm. Damn. Like, that's crazy. Freakish. Freakishly great. Okay. I'll, I'll give you another one. Um, you, you're staying on the woman theme. Marion Jones, great Olympic sprinter, obviously got busted for PEDs, but she was also a member of the 1994 Women's uh, University of North Carolina Basketball Championship team. That's right. That's right. Marion Jones was a heck of an athlete. She was a great yeah. athlete. Yep. Jackie Robinson. So Jackie Ooh. Robinson at UCLA – Played football, baseball, basketball, and ran track. Yep. <laughs> okay. He he was a, a record-setting kick returner for the football team. Uh, led their offense in a number of categories. On the basketball team, uh, he led them in scoring in, in, in two different seasons. Won the NCAA broad jump in, in track. This is in college. This and is in grade school. And in the 1940s, Rob. Yeah, right. In the 1940s. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Just a, a a black player, period. You know, yes. getting an opportunity. He was so good, you couldn't about, use his color against him. Yep. What about Jim Thorpe? Yeah, Jim Thorpe. Unbelievable, unbelievable story. Jim yep. Thorpe. He did yep. everything in Olympics. Yep. You know, yep. played played he uh, played he was in Olympics. Uh, what else did he do? He's a uh, um. He played six years in Major League Baseball. <laughs> he he. Look, listen. You want Jim Thorpe? Here's what he did. Uh, he won the gold in the pentathlon and decathlon. In the 1912, <laughs> both of those, 1912 Olympics. The next year, he started his Major League Baseball career, which lasted six years. Uh, in 1920, he's 33 years old. He started up essentially what became the NFL. He was a tailback for the Canton Bulldogs, and he, he played several years there as well. I mean, what do you? What, it's this is freakish. These people, <laughs> right, man? That's crazy, man. Yeah, that yeah. is absolutely. Well, Jim crazy. Brown. So we think Jim Brown, the football player, and we know, you know, you can make a case he's the greatest football player that ever lived. Yep. Many will tell you who watched him play lacrosse at Syracuse that he's the greatest lacrosse player that they yes. ever saw. Yes. Heard that many times about him. Me too. Me too. And that was yeah. when African-Americans weren't playing lacrosse. Nobody yeah. didn't know what lacrosse was. He did because he grew up on Long Island, and, yeah. and it was huge. Still is. That's a that's a breeding ground for for lacrosse. It's a huge – that area of Maryland. Pennsylvania. Maryland, yeah. Too. But yeah. – uh, 
you know, Jim, you're right, Derek. There were very few African-Americans playing, but he played and he, he played, you know, he was great. How about former NBA great John Lucas? John Lucas was the number one overall pick in the NBA back in 1976. He was an All-American in both basketball and tennis at the University of Maryland. Yeah, great tennis player. Could have gone pro to play tennis. Could have played, could have played pro tennis, yep. Brian Jordan uh, doesn't get enough love. Played for the I Falcons oh, yes. and the Braves. Yeah, was a really – and, and the Car- St. Louis Cardinals as well. Really good player. Was a defensive back. Uh, with the Falcons, he started, he started at safety for them and played baseball too. He was able to do both for a while. Uh, he eventually went more went to baseball uh, full time, but did both, you know, for a long time. Here's a great one for you. You never would have imagined Ed Reed, who's a Hall of Fame NFL player. He was also a Big East outdoor javelin champion. What? Yeah, wow. javelin champ. Yep. Bro, I yeah. played. I played uh I played football with a guy that was kind of the same way. Um he actually he went to I went to he went to Kansas State with me, but his name was Purcell Gaskins. Purcell would he was going to Tennessee, but got kicked out of Tennessee, came to Kansas State. But he was he uh he won the high jump in the big eight at the time. Won the high jump. He jumped like seven five or something like that. Wow. And a starting middle linebacker. Got drafted, went to uh the Panthers. But, you know, I mean, one of the best athletes I ever saw in my life. Ran like a 4-4-40, And he was high jumping at like 235. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 235 pounds, bro. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> most, I mean, of the, most of those high jumpers are long, lean, skinny kind of guys. Exactly. They're not, they're not dude, muscular guys. Well, this can dude you start at middle linebacker. <laughs> that, that is wild. Can you imagine yeah. how great they were in high school? Oh, man. Like if they were able to do it at the college and pro level, Come like on, just – Come on, that's that's sometimes you gotta think about it. Sometimes it just gets really ridiculous to even think about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How I mean how I, I I've seen some athletes like that, bro. I've seen athletes like that. Mm-hmm. That just, you know, like a guy I played with also in high school named John Vaughn. John Vaughn ran track. He ran a 10 10 100, 10 100, so fast, so quick. Could have could have, you know, if he kept working out and just track. He'd have definitely been an Olympic um, runner, but he wanted to play football. Ended up going to Michigan, started in Michigan, uh, and then um, what was his name? Uh, Worley or or the running back? What was the running back back? Wheatley, Tyrone Wheatley. Oh, Ty Wheatley, yeah. And took his position, but yeah, he was. I mean, he was an unbelievable athlete. Now he's suing suing the University of Michigan in their training staff. He's that. Uh, he's he's the he's the focal point in that whole thing where where the what do you call the um the guy that you know did their physical and stuff? Oh jeez. Oh okay. Yeah, okay. they were taking his mm. taking their sperm. I don't know what he was doing with, but it's, I'm telling you oh, what he was come doing. Oh man, he took their semen, bro, and he's suing them right now. Just look it up. All I'm saying is look it up. Look up John Von Case, the John Von Case against Michigan. I got oh, you. Oh man. <laughs> what, hey, what <laughs> did you did, did you mention Herschel Walker? Herschel no. Walker, bobsledder and football player. He finished ninth in the 92 Olympics in a two-man bobsled. And, of course, he you know he, what he was as a football player. Yep. Wow. That dude was – you talk about built and could yep. run like the wind. Incredible. Never lifted weights. Yep. No, just oh. did push-ups and pull-ups and sit-ups and stuff. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Will Chamberlain competed uh, – was a – obviously, we know what he was in basketball, but was a great, great track star at Overbrook and at Kansas. 
Wow. Yeah, he did say he say he benched like five hundred pounds and he could palm a, a bowling ball without sticking his fingers into the holes. Yeah. <laughs> like the Will Chamberlain stuff is all, it, 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 a lot of it is real. Some of it, I think, maybe slightly. Right, exaggerated. right, right. He's, Some of it's like yeah. the Chuck Norris stuff. You know, yeah, you, you, might, the Chuck Norris jokes you might have to, you, you might have to go get Wilt Babe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give him yeah. a blue. A blue ox, you know, some of the stories he got going. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, don't oh, don't forget about John Elway. Oh God, John oh, Elway. John Elway. A story. John Elway was a great baseball and football player yes. at Stanford who was drafted by the Yankees, who basically told the Baltimore Colts, I'll play baseball. Don't yep. draft me. I'm telling you yep. right now. And it was working his way up the minor league system, would have probably, but he would have been the starting outfielder for the Yankees. He was that good, and, and Baltimore drafted him anyway. He was so ticked off. He was he's he was he was fi- picked fifty uh, second overall by the Yankees, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah, fifty second, fifty third, mm-hmm. which is which is a good spot to be second in. Round. And of course, the Yankees, yeah, second round. Yeah, no yeah. joke. Yeah, uh, Griffin brings up Julius Peppers right on basketball and football at UNC. That's right. That's right. Oh no, no, he, and they say he wasn't like a like a you know most football players like like Curry back in the day. Yeah, remember Curry? Yeah, Charlie Ward. Yeah, you know, you know basketball, the Heisman and football. basketball. Yeah, but Charlie Ward had a great career. He did. Well, a great career with the uh, yeah, Knicks. He did. The Knicks. Yep. Yeah, but Curry, you know, he was like better than Iver- him and Iverson were tit for tat as far as being the best athletes in mm-hmm. in Virginia. Yeah. Well, they say um, Peters was like the real deal. They say he was mm-hmm. jumping out there. He was killing for. He was a six man. Mm-hmm. You know. You know who else played? Did I play with? Um, played in college. Bobby Taylor. Bobby, Bobby Taylor, Taylor. Played he played at Notre Dame. Yeah, he was a great basketball player. Yeah. yeah. His dad was an Olympic track guy. McNabb, um, too. McNabb also. Dad played hoops. McNabb yeah. played hoops. McNabb yeah. at Syracuse. Yep. He was in the Final Four. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Man, it's a true. All all true. All very true. Um, all right, birthdays, guys. Let's hit it. Uh, Ricky Ooh. Waters, Barrett's former Let, teammate. Running he's, Ricky Waters. Running Rick. He's 54 today. Is Ricky? That was my birthday. dude, man. Yeah. That was my, that's the only thing I know. He bought suits for the offensive line, and you know, instead of putting our name in the suits, he put running Ricky Water in the interior of our suits. That's so awesome! <laughs> <laughs> put his own name in your suit. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll give you a funny Ricky Waters. So, uh, our buddy Bill Henschel, who we all know, Bill. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, Bill. Yeah, he he helps produce Good Morning Football. So, Bill for a long time when he worked at the golf channel lived in the Orlando, Florida area, which is where Ricky at least was living at the time. I'm not sure if he's still there or not. I think he might be. So they're at a high school football game. I I don't know if Ricky's kids are playing or not. I don't know, but Ricky's at the game. Ricky waters has a throwback Notre Dame, number 12 Jersey, his own Jersey. He was wearing his own Jersey at the high school football game. How great is that, man? That's ridiculous. That does not look. I I I know slick. I know slick, man. I know slick. Slick had a rap. Slick slick had a rap um rap song. He had a rap album, man. Mm-hmm. Running Ricky Waters, man. Him yep. and Red Man and uh Method Man used to be in the locker room, man. I tell you what, Slick was my dude, man. You, oh my god, you couldn't get anybody more confident about himself than Rick, man. You wear your own jersey. That is, that's awesome. I need to go get me a throwback. I'm getting me a throwback jersey. I'm telling you, you need to start doing that, Barry. I'm gonna start wearing it on our show every Friday. I agree. I think you should. <laughs> I'm gonna get one, and I'm gonna put on it three gun, not D gun, but three gun for the three personalities: D gun, Gunner, and Derek. I like we'll call it three gun. I'm gonna get my own jersey. <laughs> oh my that's goodness, great. Man. All right. Um, 
Uh, Russell Crowe is 59 today. Yeah, uh, he's a great actor. Great actor. Uh, I love Cinderella Man's my favorite, Russell Crowe. Uh, more so than Gladiator, Gladiator man. Gladiator. Well, Gladiator. It's, uh, for true. That, that, but I'd say it's pretty close. I, I love Cinderella Man that much, but you're right. You Gladiator. Doing life. Yeah. Echoes in eternity. Yep. Amazing, bro. Um, it is Look amazing. at you with the quotes. That's pretty bro, good. I, that was my moon. Yeah. Father of a murdered son. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that gives me high every time I watch it, bro. Every that's time a I great movie. It. Yep. Billy Holiday was born on this day, 1915. The wow. great singer. Yes, Philadelphia's own. Philadelphia's own. Jackie Smooth Chan. Yep, uh, Jackie uh, Chan. Still doing his thing at 69. Uh, Jackie Chan. Um, Francis Ford Coppola, the great director, Godfather mm-hmm. among them, uh, is uh, is 84 today. James Garner, the Rockford Files and all the other great stuff that he did in his lifetime, was born on this day, 1928. Uh, Buster Douglas, the all-time upset. Yep, Buster is six, Douglas. Yeah, Buster, sixty-three today. Ruined my guy's career, man. He ruined. Oh, my that guy's was it. Career. That was it. After that, he never. He was never the same. Never the same. Uh, Tiki and Rondé Barber are forty-eight today. The twins. Yes. Rondé in the Hall of Fame. Um, Wayne Rogers, who played Trapper John on Mash, was born on this day, nineteen thirty-three. Uh, Ravi Shankar. The great sitarist who, who worked with the Beatles in the 60s was born on this day in 1920. Will Keith Kellogg, who formed the Kellogg Company. Wow. Yeah, born on this day, 1860. Adrian Beltre, the longtime baseball player. Baseball. Yep, 44. Bill Bellamy, who I thought was a great comic. I, so this I, story too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Really funny. I like a story years. about when he played uh when he played basketball at Michael Jordan's um uh gym one time. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, the stories he told about that day, man, was like, they were incredible, bro. Really? Incredible. Jordan yeah. just probably competitive. Jordan took him apart just to teach him a lesson or something. He wanted him to get him going. So he was trying to get him going. And every time he get the ball, here, you got it, Bill. He throw the ball at Bill. Tell him to go do something. <laughs> <laughs> um, John Oates from Hall & Oates, uh, yep. Philadelphia's own, uh, is 75 years old today. And that's it. That's all I got for birthdays. How about you guys? Uh, Mr. Dors- Dorset, Tony Dorset, oh, yep. good one, good one. Uh, DRC, Dominique Rogers Camardi, right? Yep, yep, and then uh, my guy from True Blood, Kevin, well, Al- Alejandro, okay, Kevin Alejandro, okay, he's uh, 40, 47 today. All right, uh, D Gun, yeah, Christopher Darden, who was the uh, co prosecutor in the OJ Simpson trial, right. Uh, you also have David Frost, the former TV host, 74, uh, when he passed away. Uh, Thurl Bailey, former NBA player, Thurl yeah. Bailey, 62, yeah. and former tight end Jared Cook, 36. Okay. All right, good ones. Uh, there are some good birthdays, guys. So uh, let's hit them. Uh, the Sandlot, Barrett, you referenced it the other day. Came that out this was day. My show, bro. That's thirty years that that movie has been out. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. That's, that's insane. What the heck, man? That was one of the greatest movies ever, man. Because I mean, it's just you know, when they're running, that dog is chasing them. <laughs> oh, it's great. Oh my goodness. Great. Um, nineteen eighty nine, Major League came out. Speaking of great, Major one League. of my favorite yep. movies. Yep. Uh, nineteen seventy six, Bad News Bears, uh, another one. A lot of a lot of strong baseball here. Um, uh, twenty seventeen, Gifted. Uh, came out, which is a cute little movie if you guys have ever seen. It. It's pretty good. Yeah. Chris Evans. Uh, Bad Boys with Will oh, yeah. and uh, Martin Lawrence. Yeah, yep. 19, the 1995 version. 
uh, indecent proposal with the me Moore, Robert yep. Redford and Woody Harrelson. Yeah, Harrelson. Uh, yep. 93. And that's all I got movies. You guys have any other movies? Yes. Johnson family vacation with uh, Cedric, the entertainer was funny. Yeah. That movie's hilarious. Yep. Uh, the Huntsman, the 2016, the Huntsman, mm -hmm. uh, winter war. Yep. Uh, that's a good, that was a good one. Really the good. whole 10 yards. From that 2004, also the whole 10 yards was a very good movie. Great cast mm -hmm. in that movie. Uh, the sequel, not as good, but that one is, is was really good. Okay, and that's, that's oh. it. All right, that's it. We're, that's a wrap. We are, hey, we are what, done. Hey, you know, we got, you know, we are, man, we messed up when, with the dual sport athletes. Our own back tone. I just saw in the, in the chat, tone mentioned it. How did we miss Allen Iverson? Yeah, I was a great high school football player, great player, quarterback, punt returner, yes. defensive back. Yes. Yep, would have been a great option quarterback in college. He said he, he could have played college as skinny as he was, could have played college football. He was the Virginia player of the year as a junior. He yes. didn't play a senior year. He was, in, he was incarcerated. Yes. Uh, well, I, I did play basketball, too, at Kansas State for a little while. So Go. Get Barrett in there. Like Look it. at you. I'm like putting you right up there with Bo Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Barrett knows. That's why I didn't want to say nothing, man. Barrett knows. <laughs> This, this uh, I knew it, I knew it was gonna come back. Yeah. All right, want to oh. thank everybody in the chat, everybody uh streaming, everybody listening. You guys are the best. And and listen, have a great holiday weekend. Thanks to Tony, Tony Gates, Shields. right? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yep. Uh have a yeah, it was great, great basketball player too. Uh Jimmy Graham was one of those guys who Tony played basketball. Gonzalez. Yeah. Tony Gonzalez. Uh, everybody, listen, have a great weekend. Uh Tony DeShields, great job producing. We have the national football show coming up with Dan Cilio. So everybody enjoy it. Uh, stay tuned for Dan and we will see you guys Monday at the same time. Everybody. I want Derek, some cookies, man. Barry, get him some cookies. Get him oh, some these cookies. eggs. I'm going to have about two of those eggs. eggs. Yes. Get them. All right. We'll see you guys on Monday. Thanks. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.